0: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Rhystic Buddies podcast. Back for another week, joining me as o- uh, I'm your host, Hansel. Joining me as always, Jordan. Hey, what's up? And Mitch. What's up? And in the nether, our mythical producer son, Mr. Jack Che. So, how's your week been, boys? Damn
1: son, you had to ask the old the guy the OTs. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah I I heard you have been OTing quite a lot. Every every day we look I logged in, Ren has been asking, where's Maury? I'm like, oh.
1: Dead on arrival. Being a corporate slave.
2: On the mm-hmm. other hand, my girlfriend keeps asking me if I'm ever gonna do work.
1: Wow. Well, which which kind of work well <laughs>
2: <laughs> The one I
0: actually uh. get paid for. I I also tiredly craft. I just had I settled my wedding stuff. Oh, them chores, yeah.
2: Soon, d day soon.
0: Yeah, uh, exactly. About eleven more days from now feels bad, man. What,
2: what do you mean, about eleven more days from now?
0: Exactly eleven more days from now.
2: Oh, it's approximately eleven. <laughs> Let's give What's... a specific number and say approximately.
0: Anyways, if that's Power. it. This week, uh, Christian Ball has been released this week. So everyone has seen the spoiler. So what's your thought on the set overall, Mitch?
2: Uh, I actually think overall it's okay, but kind of underwhelming. I think mm-hmm. our ceiling in recent memory is too high because we have had... We still, in our brains, remember Thorn of Eldrain.
0: What about you, Jordan?
2: I was...
1: I mean, I think, I think not our, not rather than me, I think it's more of us like more or less uh, we got our meme right, right? I suppose that Crimson Valve wasn't a... Where both set was uh, more of like it's still a zombie set. Oh my god!
0: You're both initial set is a zombie set. Other nonsense.
1: Wow. Where's the love for the our doggies, man? Oh my god!
0: No love for the, the doggies. Set. No no love for the pale, pale, pale humans.
1: it's <sighs> just the undead man. The undead.
0: Anyways, so as usual, we we are we're gonna bring you the our set review for the set. So. As usual we have set uh we have three different categories for the for the set which is slipper cut, card. what cards we think would may not be good now but will be good in the future scam rare where yeah scams they look good but let's be real they are not that good and personal recommendation so cards that we will recommend uh, for you to try out to put into your decks and lastly if there's any commanders that were intending to build We'll also tag it in and also if there's any cards that's going to our decks, we'll also just mention for a quick bit. So with that said, let's just start and just jump right into it because this type of our episode has been historically proven to be very, very long.
1: Yes, let's not delay <laughs> much longer. Yes, let's
0: not delay. So so let's start with Mitch. So Mitch, what is your first Slipper Card? Uh,
2: my first Slipper Card is actually... Uh, some would argue that it's a bad card, not a Slipper Card. But, sorry, you say Slipper Card, is it?
0: Yeah, slipper cut.
2: So uh first my first slipper card is actually Chandra Dress to kill. Um so it's a legendary planeswalker. Uh at red as a plus one, uh deal one damage up to one target player of planeswalker, or exile top card of your library, if it's red you may cast it this turn. And the ulti is a minus seven, Exile top five cards of your library, cast red spells from among them this turn. You get an emblem whenever you cast a red spell, this emblem deals X damage to any target. Where is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell? So, uh all in all, I think it's a very decent card. Um speaking in the context of EDH, it's fairly aggressively casted. Aggressively costed, might potentially cost only I might come up turn two. Uh I think it's only really competing in terms of EDH with uh Torch of Defiance. Overall it's pretty good. I would Say I might actually include it in the mono deck.
0: If only your Cranko is still around. If only. Mm. Yeah. Cranko oh, sorry. Uh, is what's the other one? Grenzo is still around.
1: <laughs> Let's move on to better, better mono decks.
0: I see. <laughs> <laughs> if if you actually compare it to Torch of Defiance, I mean Torch of Defiance is one one mana more, but I feel Torch of Defiance is just universally better. Yeah, yeah, because torch defines Defiance gives you 2 mana. It's ad- either a draw. It's also a draw, or, with air quotes. A draw, or it's mana. Torch of Defiance gives you 2 red, right? If I'm not wrong.
2: It does. But the mm. bigger problem is not really Yeah, it's the
0: draw. Is the draw. This one, it restricts you to only red. So unless you are you're playing a 2-color deck that is very heavy red, or just a mono red deck, I think the draw is not that reliable. Because... Also, if you you hit a land, you can't play the land, right?
2: Uh, no, you can't.
0: Yeah, cause it's not raid. So I mean, why you say sleeper? So I'm assuming in the future, if there's like this amazing rate deck, it probably will go in.
2: Yeah. Um. It also speaking from a standard perspective, mono rate's kind of down at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, not really a good mono rate deck to play. In future, it might actually once um more sets are released, you might actually get more use out of this, like this might be 2 copies in a sideboard, or even mainboard maybe
0: mm. but for, I mean I, I have played a little bit of standard, and I think, this. Ta- usually these are the type of cards where you need to close the game, and the red decks just need to hit 1-2 more time, and then this Chandra will be, if it comes to play early, it's gonna give you the extra 1-2 damage that will help you close the game, so I quite like it, and it is still technically card draw if your whole deck is red, unless you hit a land, you're gonna hit something life anyway
2: even if you hit a land, you're fixing your draw for the next turn.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's not gonna be a land. That's true. That's very very true. I quite like it as well. But as of now, I also agree with you. I don't think it's a card that now can play. Or if, if I mean if you if you are playing a mono that go for it. But for now, I don't think it's there yet. So let's go with Jota and Jota. What's your first card?
1: Oh, my first card is a uh, Headless Rider. mm mm-hmm. It's a two colorless, one black. And it's a creature zombie, which is a 3-1. It has this text, Whenever Headless Rider or another non-token zombie you control dies, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. Yeah. Simple. I think it's good.
0: It's not simple. There's no... They are missing... The, the ability is missing a few words. That has been prominent in every other, uh, other card in this set, but it's not here. Where is the... Think... This ability triggers only one, once each turn claws on it. <laughs> why, why doesn't this have it? Everything else have it. Fucking making blood cut. You, know, you know what's
1: the worst thing about this card? I mean, it, it works for this card, but the bad thing about this card is, I mean, the best thing about this card is it's a three slot. As always, zombies are getting their, you know, their mana curve. They're I mean, getting a lot of toys to play with within the three CMC zone, and I, I love it.
0: Shit, so this this could be a seven, this it might as well be a seven or eight mana. You play this for three, play two other zombies, sack those two zombies, get more tokens, reanimate those two zombies, rinse and repeat, do zombie stuff please. Who the yeah, hell who are you? you? And, who and are the fact you? that it also
1: replaced itself. Wow.
0: Yeah, nice. the, the, fact that the only things I have the only thing I have with this card is it's three mana. If it's two mana, it probably will go into my new deck. Oh but the fact that it's three mana feels bad, man. If
1: that's because that's the restriction you place on your deck with the Lurus, right?
0: Yeah, it's a Lurus card. But, uh, I, but this is a
1: is des- a ch- design challenge, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but I, no, but I think at the end of the day, I think I know you put this as slipper cut. Uh I actually because I saw everyone's list, I actually mm. wanted to put this under my personal recommendation, but I don't feel I can do that because one, I'm not a zombie player. I I don't play a lot of zombies. I don't play zombie triber. Like if I want to play zombie triber, I actually have to borrow your cards to play them.
1: Yeah. Second. But- yeah, sorry, I've you, yes.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, but, so, I, I, I cannot say much, but I just feel this type of card is, if you're playing a zombie deck, this should just be in your deck, you shouldn't even think twice about playing this card.
1: The only reason why I think it, it might be just a sleeper card is because, um, say for example, standard, there is no, I don't think there's any broken zombie things that you can do with, without, uh, say for example, Gravecrawler. So, I mean, oh. the, the, the fact that it's non-token zombies, right? It's just it's a limitation you put on it, with regards to like uh, standard. Oh I please, suppose. if if
0: if you can sac token, oh. that will be nonsense. It loops if we say uh, Let's let's be real here. We can't have that.
1: I know, right? Ah, oh, damn it! Where's the fun?
0: Yeah, it's a Slipper cut, guys. Because zombies recently hasn't get has been hasn't been getting enough buff, so it's oh. a Slipper cut. Maybe yeah, in the it, future, the
1: buff the buffs right are a long time coming. It's like, what we waited like, what one almost a decade for it. Fucking
0: nonsense. I said it's gonna be, I swear the next time we go back in shed, it's gonna be another zombie fest again. I'm gonna be so pissed off.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. In before, Watsy says, hold your horses, the next set is also a zombie, zombie oh. team.
0: My lah. <laughs> okay, next is me. So my first cut is actually a white cut. a welcoming vampire. So welcoming vampire is uh, two generic, one white. Creature Vampire flying. Whenever one or more other creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. The ability triggers only once each turn. Yes, it has the line triggers once each turn, but it does not have another line which is non-token. So if you are playing a token deck, that uh plays maybe wriggle force uh those type of uh, cards that generates token every upkeep, those one ones, two twos, with, vel- with welcoming vampire you will draw. A card so, if every upgrade, so in my opinion, is the it's a card draw for tokens deck. The floor for this card is quite low, but obviously, your deck has to be built not say around it, but it has to be able to uh, utilize it. If your deck is playing like you know, you're playing green, white, stompy, you're never gonna play the welcoming vampire. But if your deck is built properly, uh, that you know, churns out token every every turn, every turn, churns out a token in the right deck, this card can easily draw you like four or five cards per turn cycle. Uh, your th- if you have with uh Regal Force obviously, Regal Force is a seven mana, but with Regal Force alone it's four cards. Like your turn upkick get one and every person upkeep you get one. So I quite like the welcoming fan. This is what I consider good white card draw. Unlike another card that I will talk about later. But I think wow. this is considered... this is considered really
1: has card draw. Damn. I know, consistent I really- card draw.
0: I-, I really think it's good. I-, I think it's consistent. If you're playing like n- Masbook, Nat's all this, every turn you can you know you can tap. I think it's okay. I think it's quite good. I quite like this card. I mean, the again for me the problem is it's fucking three mana. If it's two mana, it would straight go inside my, uh, my deck. But sadly, it costs three, and then just
1: I just I have think to it deal probably with it. will have its place within a uh, Cdh I suppose.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so. It's three mana. Three mana is too much, and the ability mm. is not broken enough
1: in Cdh. How about mid range though, like? It... Considering Blood, uh, like the Tina. Tina I still and don't the think other girl. The I other girl, still... the, green, the green one.
2: If, if the this biggest problem to... is the last sentence. Hmm? The biggest oh problem. Right. CD has the last the last yeah, yeah. Damn, okay, wait, wait. Shit.
0: The only yeah. deck that I can see, maybe, and I don't even think that that won't play, uh, is... What is the Jaina of Force? Oh my god, I can't remember her name suddenly. The, the Boros Commander, the 4-mana Boros Commander. Because this can trigger her ability to play your humans, which will give you one card draw that turn. But even then, I think this is a little bit too slow. So this is more of... yeah, Ah, Winota, correct, yeah. So I feel it's more of a casual card than anything. This set, I do not see much CDH cards. Oh, there is one. I think there is one CDH card. I think it's on Mitch's list. So with that, let's go back to Mitch. What's your next card for Slipper cards?
2: Uh, So my next Slipper card is actually Heartbreaker Horror.
0: Ah, yes, there we go. (laughs)
2: Oh, this the the card do you think is CTH playable?
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: Is it expensive though?
0: It's the same. Uh, I mean obviously, like I, I thought it was just a strictly better. What's that card that we were discussing? Tight spot tyrant. Tide Spark, Tide Spark tyrant. Yeah. But as Mitch discussed, it's a little bit different from Tight Spot Tyrant. But I believe the people are brewing a Girl list with this because you can actually neoform Girl into this. So and then they, they intend to combo off with that. Obviously, I don't play any tight uh, sprout list, so I don't know how the deck runs. But there is a few, from what I hear through the grapevine, reading Reddit, listening to other podcasts, there are some people that are considering playing this card. And if I'm not wrong, the green-blue frog is actually con- uh going to have a CEDH deck yourself. Yes. People are quite high on the green-blue frog. I believe it's green-blue frog, the the frog with hermit druid. Yeah, but with that it, Mish, please go ahead with the card first before we okay, go so on another right. tangent. Uh
2: let me just de- let me just uh describe the card first. It's a seven mana card. Uh with blue blue in the course. Uh flash. This spell can't be countered. Whenever you cast a spell, choose up to one. Return target spell you don't control to its owner's hand. Return target non-permanent to its owner's hand. The biggest difference between this and Type Spark is the return target. Uh, non-land permanent. So it can't mm-hmm. return a land to hand the way that Type-Spot Tyrant can. So it's different for certain decks. Like, for example, an Anima deck I think would rather have Type-Spot Tyrant over this because mm-hmm. once the Anima gets going and the stupid statue keeps going up and down, um, you can actually with Type-Spot Tyrant, you cast it for 3 mana, then you just keep casting the stupid um statue and then you just return all the lands and everything to hand and ask ADO hey, continue playing Magic Wow.
0: But I believe you can go infinite with this still. Uh, with uh, mana creep and soul run, you can just still go infinite, right?
2: Uh, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I mean, there is that. Uh, That is where people are looking at it, I guess. It's still, it's st- there is still ways for you to get infinite mana. And one thing I like about this card, it, it basically turned all your instants into Vences. So technically, it's a counter spell. So I quite like it.
2: The the main thing I hate is just the, it's just the comparison itself. I don't yes. like the Tide Spot Tyrant comparison. It's different cards and one different thing.
0: Mm, yes, I agree. I made I made the exact same mistake when we were having our internet set review. In my mind, it's just, it's a strictly better Tide Spot Tyrant. And you pointed it out, it's, it's definitely not. But it has, it it, it will be just like Tide Spot Tyrant, in my opinion, that it will make not a deck a on line, its own. right? No, but it will make another, it will be like a deck on its own. You get what I'm trying to say? Like how CEDH deck is the Poly Tyrant deck. This yeah, may not enough. be a... Yeah, so there may not be a poly... Ty- it will be like a... Po- not say a, exactly a polymorph deck, but there will be a deck that plays with it. And it will be different from a spot Tyrant deck, I feel.
1: Mm. Yeah, simply because of the cast of spell thing.
0: Yeah. But I, 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 re- I really like this card. I intend to get a copy. I don't know which deck I'll play, but the prospect of turning all my instants into Venser is very, very appealing to me. I love Venser and I, I like to Venser people.
1: It sounds stupid, right? Like yeah, once it lands on the board it's very it's very hard for you to get
0: off the board. And so the best thing, right, it will land on the board because it cannot be yes. counted. Yes. So unless they actually venture you or they have their own cut uh own uh cracken, target. Yeah. It's gonna appear and it's just gonna be a very big problem. The only thing is missing that if it have like hex proof. But I'm wow, alas-
2: just
1: asking for too much, man.
0: Well, a, imagine they, they try to like destroy it. You play a zero mana card then just return it. To it. Whoa. I love it, man. Such a good card.
1: What? This and Leyline of Anticipation. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, you can be actually very annoying. You can...
1: Oh, it's oh. so annoying. <laughs> you
0: think I can play this in therapy? I... No, therapy is... Oh, no. Uh, no, therapy, no, therapy is a trick. Is a, it's a, a abilities, Not a cast. This is cast, right? Yes. It's a cast. Oh uh, Yeah. Oh well, never mind, that will be the word I have a deck favorite for, eventually. So John, what is your second card?
1: My second card is a Cemetery Protector. It's two colorless, double white. Yes, has flesh, it's a human soldier, it's a 3-4. So it has this uh, text, Whenever eh? when Cemetery Protector enters the battlefield, exalt a card from a graveyard. Whenever you play a land or cast a spell, if it shares a card type with the exalt card, create a 1-1 one, one human creature token.
0: For the for being a necromancer and really touching your graveyard, you really like anti-graveyard cuts as well, I see. Yeah.
1: I mean, I do understand this from the standpoint of a guy who loves to touch his graveyard. Yeah.
0: People cannot uh, touch uh, their graveyard.
1: Yes. Exactly. And <laughs> it, it feels that, I mean, it also feels good to have things uh, that are, that are uh, what's is printing more stuff to counter the graveyard uh, nonsense bullshit. I, I just is, have like, to. You know,
2: sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just have to say, I'm surprised he's not a zombie.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm just assuming <laughs> his zombie. whole list. Like uh, During Ooh. our internal review, we're just assuming his whole list is just zombie cards. It's like, yes. oh, what, what's his uh, recommended cut Zombies. What is going to be? His sleeper cut Zombies. I expect like six zombies to be on your list. Oh,
1: nine.
2: 59.
0: Yeah. No, Even zombie. Scam rare, Even Scam rare, he also put a zombie card inside. Yeah. Yeah, there was a card from this cycle that could have been a scam zombie card. Oh I is in my my list. It's in my list.
1: Yeah, I lo- I love this card. I think it's good. The fact that it has
2: flash is good.
0: What do you think, Mitch? Because we did our set in uh, internal set review, I know both of us are not very high on it. What's your opinion on it first?
2: Hey, it might see modern play.
0: Oh wow, is it because uh it has flash? Uh, is it because what? it's uh is it because it's uh white or is it because the power toughness or is it because it can exile graveyard? Totally not because it's, it's not a human. A yeah, I, I don't think the human tech is very relevant. I'm pretty sure it's all the relevant ability and the fact that it's not a human. I think
1: the fact that it creates a body when you're doing something on your turn. Uh
2: don't even say body, yeah. Uh. the fact that it creates a human body.
0: Yes. Stupid uh, yes. be- look will see model play just cause it's human. I hate
2: it. It might be a bit expensive. Four mana is a bit expensive as a finish. Yes.
1: But that human is not gonna be a one-one, that's for sure.
0: I mean, you're not, your valve is never going to tick up. So you can technically just use vault, put other stuff in, and then you flash it manually. But I don't play the human modern deck, so I, I have never played the deck. I don't know how the deck flows.
2: Uh, I but, mean, it's not going to go up to 4. La. You don't want to be... Draw, uh, oh, I take my Vile up to 4.
0: You're going go to fl- you're gonna manually flash it. It's, it's just going to be... And it's going to be a cyborg card. I don't think it's going to be a, a main deck card. Probably when... If graveyard stuff is very relevant... They're going to sideboard this in. Do you agree? I guess,
2: I guess so. But it's very expensive for a graveyard card.
0: True, but is it good enough to be main deck? Uh
2: No, I, I, I'm I just taking it as a... It's a very good maybe. If humans end up going bigger or wider rather than... Sit there and disrupt the, your gameplay like crazy. This is a potential card.
0: Humans. Just because it has the word humans. I just love it. Just like how every sliver is going to be relevant because it has the word sliver on it. Yes.
1: I think it's just because of the token, the the, the type of token it creates, right? I think that's the problem.
2: The type of token it creates, and the other, everything else is relevant on the card as well. So I'm good with it, but it's maybe like one copy kind of thing.
0: Yeah, mm. For me, I, I, I don't quite like it in EDH because I feel that it's not doing enough. But obviously, if, because it also triggers off land, so if you are playing a landfall deck, uh, it may be relevant. I don't know what's your landfall strategy. Maybe you're playing Naya landfall, or you're just playing the 4 mana Omnath. You're just
1: playing Celestial Nonsense.
0: Nah, I, I mean, the ability for me is a little bit too minor. Because for me, when I want to blow up the graveyard, I don't like target 1-2 cards or respond to you reanimating it. Target, I will just blow the whole graveyard because okay. in, in, in our group I am the least graveyard person I am not a graveyard person I don't, I'm not a necromancer I don't raise stuff from the graveyard I, I, if things are inside there I want it to stay inside or just disappear and never come back so for me the ability I feel is a little bit too minor but if you are playing a human tribal in EDH or there may be like a I mean not maybe lah, there is a green white humans deck this may be, may be good enough in that green white humans deck
1: it offers a two killer. Huh? that's all
0: Mm, I agree it offers, nice. yeah, it offers a toolkit so for me my next card is actually a card that Mitch don't like so much uh, Change of Fortune so Change of Fortune is basically a three generic one rate sorcery it has the text of discard your hand then draw a card for each card you've discarded this turn now as it, at, at its worst it's a shitty winds of change discard your hand draw that many so it's technically a next one but the ceiling on this is very, very high. Now, if you wheel, you'll be discarding X number of cards, drawing that many. And then change of fortune, you will discard your whole hand again and draw. But because you have discarded previously, due to the wheel, you draw even more cards. So the yeah. ceiling for this card is very, very high. It's
1: a very it's a very snowbally kind of wheel, right?
0: Yes, correct. It is very, very snowbally. I cannot see the deck for it now. I'm not sure real I mean if you're playing real the Everwise, you're gonna play Change of Fortune. But for now I feel I know I'm asking for a lot, but I feel the wheels that is available in the game now is kinda of poopy. I'm not a big fan of wheels costing more than 3 mana. So like win 4 I think is okay. Anything above win four, it has to have something very strong tag onto the onto the card. Like the problem with cards like I consider good is like time spiral. Time spiral is shuffle the card back into your deck so you're not discarding them, so you don't draw extra, I believe. So the wheels currently that is within reasonable price are uh, that I can think of is Windfall and what is it called? Free the Soul, which I think is not that good. In the future, maybe there is another wheels commander that is not Necrusa that will break this card. Or all you need is a card that has a discard outlet and a relevant dis- and has a relevant ability to make this card just very broken. Because in CEDH, I know that it's like a shadow backlist that leverages Not. Eh, not why What is it called? Bone, bone Miser, I believe. So, I believe that type of, that type of deck can exist. And Change of Fortune would definitely be very, very strong inside the deck. But I as mean, for you, now... Hmm?
2: You can put this in, uh, for oh, example, yeah. most Storm Commanders. If you're using wheels to... Uh, generate the card advantage. Yeah, the generate the card advantage. So... Uh, commanders like Vardric or commanders like Bergy I think might be relevant for this
0: yeah yeah of course if you are playing Bergy it's actually quite insane you play Faithless looting then you play change of fortune you drop quite a number of cards but I feel it is the card I feel is broken and it can be even more broke with the correct card so it's there if you have the deck for it you're playing mono ray or you're playing a wheel as storm deck let me say the card is definitely good for you but I feel it can be a lot better. This is the type of card that I'm always watching out for. It's just gonna break because they release a commander that breaks this. That is a commander with a discard outlet or something.
1: Doesn't it also like works pretty well with
0: Anya. I mean if no. you're play I mean if you're Anya, you will play this, uh you're just gonna yeah. go through your deck. Oh no, it stopped. More... Change of fortune, draw the rest of your deck. What why would yeah. I not the person to think about this? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, for our listeners, we are referring to old Anya. <laughs> the new one hey. is...
0: Just disappointment! <laughs> oh, the, the new one is so rubbish.
1: So bad. Anya the rubbish. Oh my god. <sighs>
0: From a CEDH deck to not even worth mentioning. Oh,
1: Look how they massacre our girl. <laughs> oh,
0: she did nothing wrong. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> Her biggest problem is still the fact that the blood token sucks. Yes.
0: She's so lost, but... She's once button also, right? So even if it doesn't suck, she still sucks. <laughs> you
2: know okay. what they could have done to make it better? What? Give her eminence. Wow. Wow. Hot takes. And remove the once button. No problem. You know,
1: you know what I think about the blood tokens? I think I just did to, for you to sack to KCI. The That's all.
0: Nonsense. The blood token, the most nonsense is the ability. What fucking loot nonsense? Yeah, it should be a drain. It should really be a drain and not a loot. And even if it's looting, it shouldn't cost one, it should just be free.
1: Yes, that's why you chuck it to the KCI, card uh, Clan Ironworks.
0: Or create a blood token. This ability trigger only once each turn. Walawe! Wow, She's literally worse than the Welcoming Vampire because the Welcoming Vampire just gives you the cut. She, she gives you a blood token that you need to pay one to loot. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's, wow! Then the her ability. Oh, they really massacred our girl. Oh, from set
1: pay payments,
0: from a uh, mid tier CEDH deck to this, feels bad. Uh, let's no. not hop on her. Let's not hop on her anymore. <laughs>
1: she's
0: not even on. She's not. She's not the topic. She's not even worth a camera. I hope people just see and know she's a bad card. She's not even yeah. worth. I back to are like Ah oh, David. Fuck that. Okay, Mitch, what is your last card that you consider a sleeper? Uh,
2: Hopeful Initiate. So it's a one mana training uh,
0: yes.
2: Uh, two generic and one white. Remove two plus one plus one counters from one creatures you control. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. Hmm. So, the way I see this card is you don't really care about the training. It's just there for if you can get the counters on. But it's a reusable um, enchantment or Artifact Destruction. If, you're, if you happen to be playing a counter stack, I, I honestly think it's pretty good If it even if it's a bit narrow.
1: I think we'll White has a new toy to play then for EDH. I Have guess this so. card
0: is The cost is very expensive. It's like 3 mana. It's 3 mana to activate. I mean, if you are in a dedicated plus 1 plus 1 counter deck, I agree it's like it's good enough. But at the end of the day for me is the fact that it costs Three mana to activate is quite a turn off for me.
2: I mean, generally, one white. Generally speaking, most enchantment destruction tends to be about two.
0: Yeah, two or three disenchant, ah. disenchant, and anything better. The fact that this is uh, you can keep using it over and over again, I think that's the way, where it's very good at. Technically, I mean the, the humans deck, the green white humans deck that is currently uh the precon. This actually starts in there quite well. I feel.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm.
2: I suppose the training is kind of relevant.
0: I, I you know what? Since we already mentioned Blood Token, we mentioned training, let's just get, uh, I want to get both your opinion on it. So, what's your opinion first on the Blood Token, both of you, even though we were quite, you know, vocal that's about it? it.
1: Whoa, like I just said, Sack to KCI, that's all. Generate more mana.
2: That's all. Hey, that's not true. I think uh, if there's a good enough blood token generator, you might see CDH play.
0: So, is there a good enough blood to- Is there a good enough card that generates blood token?
2: Uh, as far as I can
1: tell, no. <laughs> Wait, if you have a lot of blood tokens, doesn't it feed your opponent's uh dark side?
0: Yes, yes, it does. Damn it! And you Why cannot just unlike so bad. You cannot response and sack all your blood tokens to the dark side unless you have the equal amount of mana.
1: Well, it seems like the blood tokens are not made from the blood of your enemies but yourself. Damn.
0: Oh, it feels bad, man. Oh the- hey, hey,
2: you can play Blood Vial Purveyor. Then, every time they cast a spell, they create a blood token. Then you Doctite.
0: Wow. What, what, Mitch? You're giving me a stroke. You're giving me a stroke with your rubbish. <laughs> oh, That's that so is so
1: bad. bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's just so bad.
2: Hey, if you can power the Blood, blood Vial, uh, turn one, it's so good, though. Then you Doctite turn two.
1: <laughs> Wait, technically, actually, if you can uh, consistently generate almost near infinite uh, blood tokens in one turn, you can. Wait, is Disciple the Vault ban? Yes, in, right?
0: In, what? In EDH? No, EDH, no.
1: Oh, no. Wow. Then you just suck it to KCI and you just ping, ping someone. Damn.
0: So, what is this card that can generate infinite blood tokens or near infinite blood I, I would like think... to know. <laughs> from, from what I see, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist.
1: I don't think it exists either. There
0: is... Uh, cricket. There it's is one.
1: Non-token. It's all non-token.
0: It's, is rubbish? it's so rubbish. The, guys, the blood token in general is so rubbish. The two set in this, the two ability from this set just boang. So, blood token is, a, is fail. What about training? So, what's your opinion on training, Mitch? The reverse Mentor?
2: I really find training to be terrible. I like Mentor better, because it's... it's Generally, was put on slightly higher power creatures, so you could just—I don't know—it it just felt better. The way that training works is you need to, let's say you you are working a hopeful initiate. It's a low cost creature, mm-hmm. low power, and everything. Mm-hmm. You cast it, and the next time you attack with it, and then hopefully you have a two power thing, and then you only start training from turn three onwards.
0: Yes, correct. Because the other creature has to attack as well. So it's damn rubbish. It's it's not even like, you know, you know sometimes we talk about cards. You have to play the card and then you have to hope it goes one round around the table. It has to go two rounds around the table. Wow. It's so slow. So
2: hey, bad. if you think about it when you're training, isn't the mentor usually not attacking? He's just standing by and yelling orders.
1: <laughs> wow. So in that in that aspect it, it passes on the flavor.
2: No, it fails on the flavor. It should be the creature. <laughs> Uh, attacks and there's another creature with higher attack power. on The battlefield. then put the person person counter.
0: I don't mean, think it's that broken.
2: If it's that ability, or...
0: I mean, technically, you can work it with mentor and uh training. Wow, look at that. So you have a mentor training the guy, training the new, wow, flavor wind Mitch. Fuck off!
2: <laughs> Why is training even in the set?
0: I don't know. I really do not know. This this is the rare time that I see in a set that you know. Every time we see a set, sometimes we will say, oh, it's a draft mechanic and this is the competitive mechanic kind of situation. I don't see the competitive mechanic from this set. Like, blood token competitive? Question mark? Hey,
1: maybe when everything rotates out,
2: blood tokens might be a thing. Blood tokens, I honestly think it's a draft mechanic. I think it's fine as a draft mechanic.
0: Yes, I agree. So, I also, then what about training? I also think training is a blood, is a draft mechanic. I think it's also okay as a draft mechanic. I agree. I'll be, yeah, so what is the competitive mechanic?
2: Cleave, I guess. I, is it though? Uh, isn't one of your cards a cleave card?
0: To be fair, because, you know, Demonic Tutor is not very cheap. Wow. Well. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, never mind, we go on a tangent. We'll talk about cleave later when we get to uh, my card that has cleave on it. I'll have a card that, is, that has cleave also. Oh, huh? we can go. It's a competitive
2: mechanic. That's a competitive mechanic.
0: How is that a competitive mechanic with playing EDH, a non competitive format? It could go and see EDH. Uh, wow. I, I don't think so. I really do not think so.
2: Okay, okay, okay,
1: okay. Yeah, Let my last to my last cut. Yes, on a yes, sleeper, yes. The Sleeper. Uh, it's a it surprise, another cemetery cut. It's a cemetery prowler. It's one colorless, double green. It's a wolf. It's a 3 4. It has vigilance it also has whenever Cemetery Prowler enters the battlefield or attacks, exalt a card from a graveyard. Spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card type they share with cards exalt with Cemetery Prowler. I think this is a very good card.
0: It doesn't stack, right? So if you have double artifacts exalt with it, your artifact is not cost two less, right?
2: Uh, no. It's so... for each card type. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, So it... I mean, uh, okay.
2: if it... Uh has if you ins- exile an enchantment and uh creature an enchantment creature is gonna cost two less lah.
0: Yeah like you answer like artifact creature then you have both artifact and creature kind of situation. Eh,
2: yeah yeah.
0: Oh no bad if you exile uh what is it called? You no Is Dry Arbor a land creature? I actually do not know. Yeah. It is is it? Land creature? Yeah, it is Oh no bad then you can make your uh your lands cost one less to cast. Aren't you happy? Wow. Well, <laughs> thanks Hey, no problem I got you there
2: alright okay, does that mean that for uh, Sovietic Caverns I can show you Sovietic Caverns and it only costs 1 wow, wow wow oh, wow there's,
1: wow, there's so another cool. big brain there's another big brain you exile <laughs> your own Grease the Hunger type war wow. your planeswalkers are one cheaper and so are your creatures is it though yes. hey, does
0: it have the creature type yes oh yeah uh,
1: as long as it isn't on the battlefield it's a 1-1 insect creature
0: no, yeah, no, yeah, but it, it has it. to have... It, the, the creature type has to be on the card itself, what? So it has to say Planeswalker creature, I believe. Like artifact creature. Actually, I don't know, eh. This is a... This actually Such is pressure. a judge question. So what if I... What if we exile Greece with it, too, Do my creature also cost one less?
2: Actually, it'll be the card. I can't remember. Um, yes.
0: Well, well Mitch shri- read... So, Jordan, why do you... Why you choose this card?
2: Okay, and I, want,
1: I think... In, incrementally gets better, I suppose if the game goes on. I think especially for standard. Because I, mean, I think for toughness is pretty hard to get rid of, right?
0: I, I'm not, I don't, because for me is I don't consider standard and like a point for mm, me to choose the, For me is I don't know if you're going to play this and you, this type of ability is relevant to your deck. Usually it tend to be a storm deck. Like maybe a creature storm will like, does exist. But if it, it, you want to have this ability you usually don't need multiple card type use seldom one multiple. Like, for example, if you're a spell storm deck, you just need Sorcery and Instant. So if you are yeah. playing blue, you have so many of those uh, reductions, like uh, the, what's it called? J Sanctum, uh, gob- the EZ Goblin. So I don't think you actually need it. And if you want to get multiple, I feel it's very slow. So I'm actually quite, in general, I think the whole cycle of Cemetery card, I'm actually quite low on because I feel their ability is just mediocre, and you you need time for it to build up. As much as I'm the person that likes to play engine, this is to me not an efficient engine. That's why I don't really like it. Like if you're playing a creature deck, like, why you are playing? Why would you play this and not play the claw? Or if you really want, like reduce, just play Cloud Key. Cloud Key is like very cheap and it's It was reprinted in the the yeah, Timespire it, Remastered. I saw,
2: yeah. yeah, I still feel like it's redundancy in the green color. Yeah, I mean, I think that two of its abilities are relevant. The minus one and the exile I think both are good enough to be like your 90 plus card.
0: Mm, very true, very true. Yeah, it is very true. If you don't know what to put in and you are playing like a green axe beat deck or just a mid-range green axe deck, it, it is relevant. I do agree with Mitch. And there, there will come a time where you exile like an enchantment or an artifact, even though you don't have so many, but you have a big one. is in your deck that is like one big that is just that one maybe your zendika resurgent because and then you play this you can attack someone exile their enchantment and then you get one turn early on your zendika resurgent cards in there it does happen uh, i feel
2: yeah i mean even in the case where you you cast this you exile on artifact and then you can cast your on third four you can cast your two mana ramp as well i think it's quite okay or you can cast a higher turn and you cast the ram, you cast something
0: else. Mm, I agree. I mean I'm not saying the card is bad definitely. I just for yeah. me, it's not it's for me, still, I still guess. For you. Yeah, it's not for my style. But the card is relevant. I feel if you are playing a creature-based deck, this is okay because it does help you in many aspects. Like I say, the situation will occur where you need a you have a big sorcery, big instant in your deck, and this helps you reduce it. And if you just drop it on curve, it reduces your future creature. So I think that is quite okay.
1: Hmm. I think it also tends to stop. I mean, okay lah. Even if you're, you're talking about Underworld Bridge, right? Even if people, I mean, this is a what if. Usually people resolve Underworld Bridge and they're supposed to win. That's, I mean, the fact that it doesn't have Flash, which is, I think that's a major drawback. I think all, all of them should have Flash.
0: I mean, that's a little bit too much, no?
1: Would it be better though if all of them had flash? Of course, Would it be of course, of
0: course. If all of them flash,
1: disgusting, right?
0: Yeah, because all it the the problem with it not having flash is that it's not not really uh it becomes not really graveyard hit because it's sorcery speed graveyard hit. Like mm. usually, like the the one that you uh, recommended first, the white one, it has the use of, uh, I'm gonna animate did something and then you flash this in target my the thing that I'm gonna animate and make my spell fizzle. The Doggo doesn't have that option because it's a sorcery speed. So you're going to have to preemptively exile the thing. So if the person is trying to set up, you disrupt their setup or you can just, uh, what's it called? Do it to just tell their katsang. R- yes.
1: Rather than... Uh, it's more
0: proactive. It's more proactive rather than the white one. It, reactive. Can, it can be reactive. This mm. does not... This don't even let you be reactive at all. It's a proactive cut.
1: Yes. It's more of like yeah you know, if you're already winning, it just helps you maintain an advantage, that small, yes. slight advantage, I suppose.
0: Yes, my, very true.
2: My big problem with it is that if you put flash on all of them, you're running into balance issues. Like three mana on the stupid, stupid prowler.
0: <laughs> uh
2: reducing costs, your exile a creature, and it if came it... at instant speed. It's a bit too egos from meh to broken, I feel. I agree. Because we can do so... this another turn.
0: If let's say if uh just a thought exercise, what if I give it flash and make it cost one more? You think it's fair? Yes. Mm,
1: yes, probably. Mm, I with mean, one more what? One colorless or one green?
0: One colorless. I think it's yes. fair if you do that think because I read if you give me that, I allows me to have a reactive play. It's a lot better. Reactive play is better than disruptive because if you're playing with four people, uh, you don't you have two graveyard head You can disrupt one. With this you can react to whoever is doing the more crazy thing kind of situation. I so, suppose. Yeah. They cannot like in they end the turn, then you they entomb and then, you know, they animate. So the moment they entomb you can flash it before and when they target it. So that's why I prefer if he has flash. I mean that's me, uh. I like to, to have multiple functions. As of now it does not have like a secondary function. It's mostly for the for the cost reduction, which I think is it is relevant. So, for me, my last card is Demonic Bargain. So, Demonic Bargain is two, color, uh, two generic, one black, sorcery, exile the top 13 cards of your library, then search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, then shuffle. Before I say anything, I have two tutors on my list, okay? I'm not exactly the most exciting guy in the world. I, I love my tutors. A lot of people say, EDH shouldn't have tutor and be a true singleton format. I, I'm not one of those person. So for me, one is a tutor. But currently, this card, I think, is not good enough as a tutor. You have a lot better tutors that you can play. Uh, Currently, that is decent price. Grim Tutor is definitely better than this. Yes. Now, why I say it's a Slipper card is it's not now. But one day, Wizard will make a mechanic where it allows you to play this card from exile, like a Miss Hollow Griffin kind of card. Uh, Squee, where you allow you to play or like a, uh, in general, uh, Like you play cards from the Exile, then this will become a very good card. It will become 3 mana, draw 13, and tutor for a card. Because you can play cards from your Exile.
1: So, you know what? I'm going to go in on you with this, and I'm just going to spec on this card.
0: I, I don't know whether they will make it, because it may be like an Exile. So you relax. It may be. I feel it is a bit broken, this ability. Because yes. it, the, the, the part where... The exile zone has always, most of the time, has been the point where once it's exiled, you don't need to think about it yes, anymore. That's,
1: that's the place where what C is very, uh, yes. the line drawn in the sand.
0: Correct. So, but right now, the moment, I feel the moment they print a mechanic that allows Mew to disrupt that thing, that cycle, even though it's just a little bit, this card, I think, will be very insane. It could just be a simple two mana instant that says you can play cards from your exile uh, distant. And I think Demonic Barking will be insane.
1: Or uh, a uh, legendary creature that has, uh, you may play a card from Exile. Every turn uh, kind of situation. Turn, only once a turn. That kind yeah, of thing. I think yeah,
0: this card it's, it's will be disgusting. G- will be great. Yes. Draw 13 and tutor for 3 is amazing. But as it stands, you know, it's, it's not that good. good yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, good it's a bad tutor. So, it has a future, but it is not now. And it may not be anytime soon. Eh. Maybe in the Warhammer oh. set, they will Maybe, have, you know.
1: Maybe this card, right? this card can be included in a casual getrop where you just waste everybody's time.
0: Oh, your face is a casual getrop.
1: <laughs> you You use the titan to shuffle back your library. It's just nice. And then you just gamble whether you're going to exile your titan and a land or you're just going to... Oh, sorry. Exile the titan or the spell you're looping or just 13 lands. Wow. You just I waste
2: mean, time. I believe uh, when we were doing the set review, we mentioned something about food chain decks were... Specking on this?
0: Um, I mean, there are... people Not say they are specking. Food chain players, I mean, they think it's, it's good enough. But I feel those people are either trolling or they're in the minority. Because it is not good. It is not like a consultation or tinter pack. Because tinter pack and demonic consultation, you can name. So in demonic consultation, you name food chain. And then you exile. So if you exile the Miss Holo Griffin... It doesn't really matter. And you just need the food chain, Miss Griffin, and your commander to win. And the Miss Griffin will be exiled with the Forbidden Tutor. pack, you will just keep flipping until you flip uh, food chain. But this, you have a chance that 13, you flip the food chain, then you tell him, you die, man. They just lost, you lose your combo. And as a person who got, who plays a food chain deck, who got, uh, his food chain, opposition agent, winning that game was very hard, I tell you. I had to bend my back in so many angles to win that game. I that still remember the game, Jonathan. I still remember.
2: Yeah, I think the thing is you just don't flip your foot chain ah, in the 13 cards.
0: Yeah, just be good. Just, you know, don't oh, be unlucky. Go big or go home. But
1: this in this case, it's go big or just take the Uber home. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Fast. Just go home faster. Oh, I flipped the food chain. Okay, I scoop. You guys can continue your three and Let me go out for a smooth.
1: Exactly. Fast games means more games.
0: Okay, let's talk about our favorite segment, which is the scam rares. Because apparently we don't like talking about good cuts, but we yes. like to bitch about cards. So Mitch, what is your first scam rare?
2: Uh, okay, so I am not sure about this. I think most of you, when we did this card, you thought it was a bad card, not even a scam card. So uh, my card's actually Hive Heart Shaman. So it's a uh, three generic and green Whenever Hive Heart Shaman attacks, you may search your library for a basic land card that does not share a land type of any land you control. And put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. And it has activated ability, uh, create a 1-1 one, one green insect token, put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Okay.
0: Um,
2: so I think some people will think it's good in if they're playing a 5-color deck, or if they're playing 4 or 5 colors, I guess. Uh or they have a ability to generate a lot of mana. Uh but my problem with it is that I think it's going to attack. Well, first of all it needs to attack. Second of all, it needs to it's probably going to attack twice or three times. And then you're well, I'm dead.
0: Yes. You're right, it's not an ETB trigger, it's an attack trigger. And also
2: if your deck is playing things like dual
1: lands or the shock lands, right? It gets worse, right? Or the yeah. triumphs even.
0: This guy cannot get those. Yeah, he specifically say basic land.
1: It's not the fact that he can get those. It's more the fact that he can't get the basic land anymore because you have so many card types,
2: land types in play already. Hey, but why you have one copy of Waste inside the deck.
0: Wait, oh, you're right. I never thought of that, Jonathan. You're very right. Oh, that's so cheap. If
1: you have a Triumph, the only thing this little shit can fetch are the two other things not on the
0: Triumph. (laughs) It's so... (laughs)
1: Wow, I can't wait for people to play this and I'll uh, just uh, wait. Hold on. Please read it again carefully. Thank you.
0: Oh, damn, son. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so bad, right? This oh, is and... truly the scam, scam, wow. It's the definition of scam, rare.
2: But yeah, I do really think that it's a... Uh, people are going to look at this and see the, the ceiling line. and then forget that the floor is also really fucking high. I mean really the floor is down <laughs> in the basement. Because the abilities look relevant. Like wow. Yes, so I it can, looks relevant. I can ramp and I can ramp up to four times. Or oh, even you know, five times, maybe. Oh wow, the five the it creates a token that can be quite big. Then you actually play the game. And then turn four you have maybe three of your card types already. Wow, we can pull out maximum of three cards. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so hey, on the bright side, if someone is going to sort the plowshare that damn, that damn thing, right? You get a lot of life. That's all. Woof, you know, what sort to plowshare? Uh, what's the other one? Is the other one?
0: Well, nonsense oh, And if you get if you get buff to exile, you make you make this card even worse because you get enough basic land from your deck. utter nonsense. I never. Oh, Jota. I never thought what the what I just said. That's so bad.
1: It's, it gets worse, right? <laughs> Like wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> not a good more.
1: Turn one, do well, turn one, you crack your you crack your fetch land for a triumph. Then you somehow go to turn three, you play this. Then you just, <laughs> I guess I can guess it's not fetching me any lands anymore.
2: I'm assuming that when you, um, how do you say if if you are actually playing this card and it's in your hand, you're not going to start looking for triumphs, what? You're going to. I don't know, end up leaning on the card to try and draw you the rest of your fixing. What
0: the is it, you don't know. What happened if, let's say, uh you fetch your triumph and then you draw this on your on your turn four and then you can cast this on turn four, but you already fetch your triome how? You cannot always uh, you can you cannot always don't fetch for like your triumph or your shock with the assumption what if I draw Hive Heart Shaman on my turn four and I can play it. You you can't go with the assumption, though That's so bad. Assuming you have
1: this in your hand, uh, you have a fetch land. It still feels bad, right? You will always use the fetch land to get your triome uh, if you can.
0: Yeah, 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 I mean, if you're playing a four color deck or five color deck, and you run triome, your first tutor, uh your first fetch if it's not you you don't have a relevant turn one play, it will always be a triome.
1: Yeah, wow. Okay, <laughs> this this card in a mono green card in in a mono green deck.
0: Can't even play mono green. <laughs> Pay five mana to make a two-two. Pay six mana for a two-two. What's two. Oh,
1: oh. You Even know, it gets worse, right? It's only somehow playable in like four or five, maybe five colors. Four is like eh.
0: <laughs> I think I think it's only playable in draft tanks. I think this is a bomb draft card. Yes. But other than that, I think this is nonsense.
1: Wow Mitch, you you pick the hot garbage right out of the right out of the first one.
2: <laughs> um I actually need to wait for uh, the the releases to come out but if I'm not mistaken you can co- you might be able to keep fetching for waste even if you already have a wave.
0: why um,
2: but waste doesn't have a basic land type if I'm not mistaken
0: but then you can't for basic land oh Okay, this one, you know, when you have that... It
1: them... might be good. Technically,
0: no, it might yeah, be good. No. no, still no. Still no. Let's be very real here. Don't try to bluff yeah. me. <laughs> it's a
1: high five, shaman, s- but he's
2: still stealing the Azrazi. I still think it's hot garbage. But...
0: Yeah, Even if, if okay. Mitch is right, I still think he's hot garbage. <laughs> hot steaming pile of shit.
2: Okay. okay, it's the definition of scam just because you're looking at it and everything just seems... Wow, actually, that seems kind of good,
0: but the more you look at it, no, 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 no. Yes, it <laughs> it's not the card where you go, wow, it's actually better than I thought. You just go, it's actually just hot trash. Okay, Jada, what's your next card? What's your first scam rare?
1: Okay, my first scam rare is uh, Malathom Hellkite. Two colorless, two red, it's a dragon, it has flying, and it's a 4-4 body. So what it has is, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Create an XX red dragon illusion creature token with flying and haste, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. Exile that token at the beginning of the next end step.
0: Hey, wait, wait. Chotomate, before you continue, I, this is going into my, my new Olivia deck. Because my the Olivia deck plays a lot of extra combat, sorcery and instant. <laughs> so hey. it can pop out a lot of numbers.
1: Yes. In that sense, yes, it's okay. But I feel the potential was there but it's like you know Blizzard's got cold feet I mean not Blizzard sorry WotC had cold feet
0: <laughs> still angry
2: he's yeah. still
1: angry with Blizzard What's he just apparently like they were like designing this card and they were like oh it looks good then you go the first line wow it seems pretty good then after everything just stops right when you can exactly tell the moment they had cold feet right, right, right from this line when X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell
2: Uh no I actually think that's fine the problem is the line after that.
0: Yeah, you don't keep the t- you don't fucking keep the token. Wow,
1: ah,
2: oh, oh, so wasted? You know, I surprisingly okay. think that this card would have been okay and not even broken if they don't have the exile Clause because it's a creature.
0: I mean, again, it's back to the to the topic we were talking. We we actually had a quite a long discussion about this in our set re- internal set review. Is that which are a very very good question. Why will you play this over Gutter Snipe? Like, in what world will you play this over Gutter Snipe? Like if you are playing a uh, Storm deck, you have, you do not want Mana from Hellcat as your win card. You want Gutter Snipe. But my argument to that is basically if you are playing a big spells deck, okay, a big spells deck in E Z, then sure, you know you play Time Magic, you additional four damage. But other than that, right? This the card is too niche, and what you say is right. You don't keep the creature, but I don't think they can keep the creature. That will be... I feel it will be a bit too strong.
2: I disagree. I feel that the easiest removal to have in your deck is going to be creature removal. You're playing in a table. Let's say... for Let's take this in the context of ETH. You're playing with three other people.
0: So are you Are you really telling me or? that
2: three people don't have the ability to just say no. I don't want it to survive. If they don't have it, they don't deserve to be winning. You should... <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot takes, hot oh. takes. I also, do like that. I a lot of people don't different. like to remove stuff. Not
1: creature spell, right? If it was just a spell, it would be better. Wow. Uh...
0: Sure. The thing, for, for me, is the problem I have <laughs> was that it's actually... I agree with Jonathan in this. It's the mana spend. i rather it is a standard that when you play a spell, you create a 4-4 dragon. Full stop. Like, just I make can... a, yeah. a, a, co- a copy in terms of stats for this. This way at least it allows you to play you you have the option of playing cantrips like those one mana spell mm-hmm. and make a multiple 4-4. Four, four. Because as it stands now uh, if you play uh, one mana you play a one mana card it's not even that good enough. Like you make a one mana card and then you get a 1-1. And yes, I know I know you are I, we also had this argument Nado is a card and Nado is not the name it's called Shark Typhoon you fool. <laughs>
2: I totally didn't try and pull out the card from Scryfall <laughs> with uh, the name Sharknado.
0: <laughs> but Sharknado is 6 mana. It's, that's the diff- big difference, I feel.
2: I feel like the reason it's 6 mana is because it's an enchantment and harder to remove.
0: Mm, yes.
2: Mm. It, it gains protection from stuff just by it being an enchantment. And I think the cycling clause is so very relevant. So that's why I think it's, in a way, better.
0: mm I don't know. I just find this card is in a very weird limbo. It's not good enough as a finisher because if your deck is a storm deck, you're not going to play this. You're going to play Gutter's Knight. But it's not good enough in just, you know, those spell slinger deck because, I mean, you spell sling maybe 2-3 mana spells and making 2-3 mana tokens that... two three two two three three tokens that doesn't stay is kind of poopy, let's be very honest here. Anything else you guys want to add to Manaform Hellkite?
2: Damn. Ish. don't even think it's good in standard honestly
0: <laughs> it doesn't have the H word next to flying I think
2: yes <laughs> hey you know what if you had one more power and haste I would Can you can remove everything below the whatever I'm sorry the whenever
0: <laughs> you can even just make it an uncommon I'll be okay as well <laughs> <laughs> just a 4 mana 5 4 flying haste it's a
1: wasted stick. mythic slot man
0: oh please there's a lot of wasted mythic slot of recent I don't know what's wrong with wizards So, I have another Mythic slot. Now, I
1: need
0: to put what I'm holding down. So, my Mythic slot, my Scam Rare. Now, you listen here, all of you. My dear, dear listener, listen to me. The card of my choice is Cultivator Colossus. It's a four (laughs) generic, triple green creature, plant beast, cramper, Cultivator Colossus power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. When Cultivated Colossus enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tap. If you do, draw a card and repeat the process. Yes, with Abundance, you draw your whole deck. Okay, okay, not draw your whole deck, you clear your lands from your deck. I agree. Amazing. 10 out of 10. 2 card combo. But this card, 1, is a $20 card. 2, it's a worst coiling oracle for 7 mana. Calling Oracle, you play, you look at the top card. If it's not a land, you put it into your hand. If it's a land, you put it into play. You top this guy, you top deck this guy, you play him. You don't have a land in your hand, you just play a beat stick for 7 mana. That's it. It fails the 70-30 test so hard. It's basically 90% of the time. This card does nothing. It's a beat stick, 90% of the time. Yes, it, the ceiling is basically, you draw your, all the lands from your deck, put it into play. That is the ceiling. Assuming you have Abundance. But it requires you to have Abundance. And they can just, in response, kill the Abundance. That's your question Amich. Uh, Mitch? This one is a trigger question. So if I play Cultivator Colossus, and then I put a land into play, and then it triggers my Tetiova, do I draw the card for the Tetiova trigger or do I finish the Cultivator Colossus ability first?
2: Tetiova is a replacement effect or it's a...
0: Tetiova right. is whenever... When, when you play a land, you draw a card. What? Oh, shit, you finish I'm... the... Over, uh, it's, a,
2: it's a trigger, so you finish the ability first.
0: So is, so the argument I had back then with you when we were talking about it was it is good in It's not even that good in tetyova.
2: I mean it is good in tova right? because you end up drawing off a fuck ton of cards anyway. So yeah. let's say you have the thing, you you stack your whole deck, right? you start your whole deck, then you draw that many no. cards for It's okay what right?
0: I mean that's again, that is basically requiring you to have the abundance. So even if let's say you don't have the abundance if if you have the abundance this doesn't have to be in Tetiova any deck you can win with it. Even if you don't win on the spot putting all your lands into play and leaving nothing but gas in your deck is gonna put you so far ahead of everyone. It doesn't really matter. So I initially thought it was like oh okay if you play this in a Tetiova or you know the the Sea Serpent Tetiova it's gonna be good so you can all play land keep triggering but no it does oh my god I hate this card it's so bad. It's $20. It's a $20 shittier coiling oracle. People are just saying like, oh, it's a two card combo, but they don't see. Without abundance, this guy is Fresh. hot garbage. It's hot garbage. I fucking hate it. it What's so much? I know oh. you purposely didn't put it on your list. So, but you share the same thought. So what do you think of Cultivator Colossus?
2: I keep thinking about it and the more I think about it, the worse it gets. <laughs> Let's say that you're not cheating this into play somehow. It means that you have had to get to the seven lands. And then you need to have kept another land. And then you need to hope for the best. So you just keep going and going and uh, you need to hit the maybe three lands for this to be worth it. To even justify the fact that it's a beat stick. Other than that, it's just terrible.
0: I'd rather play the... What's that Hydra? You know, the one that tutors for a land?
2: Utvara, I can't remember.
0: I don't know. But there is a, the Hydra that tutors for that. It's so much better because you can tutor for any land. I, and then it's a bit stick after that. This is... Whoa, it's so terrible. So what do you think, John?
1: Well, if you look at the art closely, it resembles him being covered in shit. <laughs> Gosh, oh, It's so... Shit colossus, probably. My God. Well, I think it's a scam. It's honestly a scam and people are falling for it.
0: Because the upside is there. The upside is a two-card combo. Yes. But the thing is... like, upside
1: if... makes up about 10% of... The 90% of the power of shit is on.
0: Exactly. Oh. Like, so if you don't have the abundance, this card is literally trash. It's so bad. Uvenwork Hydra. Yeah, that's the card we are talking about. It's so, so terrible.
2: I mean, there's stuff that you can go semi-infinite with. Uh, it's archive kind of thing.
0: But it's, it becomes a gamble. I mean, yeah lah, you draw two cards, and if one of the land is a land, you can continue. But it's like, uh, it, it becomes one of those situations where we end up have to sit down, and maybe the guy will fizzle, which more more likely he will fizzle. Because the more lands you draw, the lesser lands in your deck, the higher chance you fizzle. Yeah, maybe if you you play three lands, seven mana, put three lands into play, draw three cards. But it requires, again, it requires you to have Alhamdulillah Archive. So it basically requires another piece. This guy basically do nothing on his own. And then the argument is, oh, but if you are land flooded, you know, you keep drawing lands, the cultivated clauses will turn them into gas. Like,
2: it's turning into one gas.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so stupid. So dumb. Like, oh, but if you can stack your deck, it'll be so good. But if you stack your deck, what would you want to put lands on top? Put good cards angry. Oh, I'm getting angry looking at this card. $20. It's, it holds a $20 price tag, by the way.
1: Just save up a bit money and buy the Worldly Tutor, please. It would be so much better.
2: I actually think it's better to wait for. I mean, as you love to say, we are not a finance channel, but I am pretty sure the card's going to tank.
0: Of course it is. I hope it does. I pray to God it does. If it doesn't, tank, I just question the magic community in general.
2: Wait, if it doesn't tank and open this, I'm just going to sell it to the shop.
0: <laughs> Instantly, just to get for more packs. Uh, it
2: yeah. depends. I feel like it depends. Because you're looking at... um, You're basically waiting for it to see whether it starts seeing modern play or not.
0: Just for um, this and yeah. cultivate it? Uh, oh, oh no, because this, you can play in your... What's that card? The deck that you mentioned? Uh, uh,
2: Bloom Emulet, Bloom Titan. Amulet uh, Titan. Yeah, I... Amulet Titan, maybe even Scape Shift.
0: Do you really need this in Amulet Titan?
2: Ah, the the reason why I say Amulet Titan is just because the deck actually has the ability to produce this much mana. Yeah, but you hit the point where you can actually go off with both, you are going to win because you throw every all of your lands onto the battlefield, you untap everything, and then you give it haste and you just beat and die. And they die. So... Uh,
0: but why? I hit it. Yeah, you know, I don't talk about it anymore. I don't want to give this card any credit whatsoever. This card can yes, die in the don't ditch. give it any attention.
2: And uh, another card it might possibly start to go off with is uh, Underrealm Lich. Because that's also a replacement effect. So, uh,
0: will it replace? So, if you can choose to put the land and put the cards in your graveyard yeah, lah.
2: Yeah, basically. So, I think that is... There is a the very small chance of potential. But... As it stands from the way I'm looking at it now, it's just terrible
0: looking. It is. I, I hate the fact it really needs someone. It needs someone to hold his hands essentially to cross the road. If not, he will just get knocked down by a car. Damn. Useless. Okay, Mitch, what is your next uh scam? Uh
2: my next scam is wait, I need to check this. Uh it's actually Jacob Hawken inspector. So the card has two sides to it. Uh it's a two mana card. Draw a card, then exile a card from your hand face down. You may look at the card as long as it remains exiled. You may pay 4 generic and blue-blue if you do transform Jacob Hawken, Inspector. And it, the other side is a legendary enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. Exile top card of your library face down. You may look at the card as long as it remains exiled. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land or cast a spell from among the cards exiled with this permanent without paying its mana cost. So, in my <laughs> opinion...
0: Before you continue, you know what are people are saying? This is the new Jace Vince Prodigy. Hell no! Before you tell me what's your opinion, what is your opinion on that comment, Mitch? It is the new Jace Vince Prodigy?
2: I think that it's fundamentally different. Um, I don't think it's a good comparison.
0: Just because it's both, both of them are two mana, both are zero two, and both draw and dis- discard. Air quotes. Oh my god. They do so different. Uh but I might be, please continue. What's your opinion on it?
2: It's terrible just because of the exile clause. I actually wouldn't have minded this card if they did something like they do for some of the other cards. Uh just draw a card, then discard a card from your hand with uh I don't know, uh inspection counter on it or something. Or a magnifying glass counter on it or something like that. Cause if you draw discard it, sure it's in a graveyard you can use it in other ways mm-hmm. there's okay. ways of interacting with it I think it's fine oh, like, wow. yeah wow you draw this card then exile a card from your hand then they just uh okay uh, I don't want you to cast it so I transform Hawken's inside. uh I get rid of it then you just it doesn't retain the memory oh my god
0: it doesn't retain the memory yeah
2: Yeah. let's say you cast Hawken uh, again then It's a new card, what? It doesn't remember who is the- Oh, it gets
0: worse. Oh, it gets worse. (laughs) Oh, oh, we like a magic show, pulling stuff out of our head. But instead of pulling out rabbit, we're just pulling out shit. Aha, look, it's worse.
1: You you know, I actually, you know, when this set hits, right, I was probably going to drag you to the card shop, you know, let's do our, I open one box, you open one box, kind of nonsense. Yes, yes. What? The more I look at it, the more I, this poc- this section of the podcast is going. I don't think I going to open a box.
2: I want to see you guys open a box.
1: Because <laughs> it's not my money. Open. I don't wanna open a box right now.
0: Oh, so, wow, so wow, why do I want to open this? Yeah? Jeez.
1: You, oh, Hansel, can you imagine? Wow, wow, wow. Foy. Foy. Foy meeting. It's a blue. <laughs> it's a Foy Jacob. Wow, I'm just going to cry. Yeah. Hey,
2: you can be very happy if it's a Foy Mythic.
0: Oh, blue Mythic, you're there. Necro Duality. Necru duality. Jacob Hawkins, what he
2: cried. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I went to go and check uh EDH right? Uh, there are currently nine decks with Jacob Hawkins,
1: as it should be. Hey, to the to the nine brave souls, well, I applaud you, man.
0: There's nine more decks that it needs to be. up, uh, please. <laughs>
2: it's the currently second least built. But I can't believe that uh, Henrika has more.
0: Nonsense. So nonsense. Ah, the card is so slow. You still need to pay 6 mana to flip it. They have so many points of interaction.
2: Look, it. I, I'm pretty sure they built it as fun decks. It does look like a fun deck.
0: It's mono blue. Is, how is mono blue ever going to be fun?
2: Wow. Time magical.
0: Wow, Mitch. So fun. I'm having the time of my life looking at you take your turns and not winning.
2: Look, it's... One person has fun. The other three can fuck off.
0: I'll be honest. If I'm playing this and I just keep playing turns and do nothing, I'm not going to have fun, man. Fuck that.
2: Then... Do you know what are the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? The first 10 cards that are high synergy cards for this commander. What? Nine of them are time magic. <laughs> the last one Whoa. is Omniscience. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> oh, fuck off, man. What generically powerful blue cards, who have thought? Hmm,
2: blue, blue card. Combos with uh, type magic.
0: Hmm. Okay, Jonathan, what is your next, what's your next card?
2: Oh, damn.
1: It's another blue card. It's a consuming type. Two colourless, double blue. It has, each player chooses a non-land permanent they control, return all non-land permanents not chosen this way to their owner's hands. Then you draw a card for each opponent who has more cards in their hands than you.
0: It's a cheaper psychotic reef. It's so good. Yes.
1: And and I left out a convenient thing. I didn't say what card type it was because it's a bloody sorcery. <laughs> wow. Oh.
2: You put this as your scam rare, is it?
1: Yes, I put this as a scam rare. I
2: actually disagree with you. I, I don't feel it's a scam rare. I feel it's just a pack card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People should <laughs> No, but what? it's a rare. So it's a scam rare. No, I said,
0: no. The, thing, the thing is weird. It's basically just like a PSA. Like, guys, it's a scam rare. In case you think it's a good card, I am now telling you it is not a good card. And I hope you know it's not a good card. I hope you don't need me in the future to tell you it's a bad card.
1: Yeah. It's so bad. No, but it's a rare and it's a scam. It's a scam because sometimes people, wow, it's so damn good. I, I mean, I do fall into that category. It's like, wow, this card is good. Until, you know, later when you look at it, the, te- the type line is sorcery and not instant and then you
2: just die a little bit inside
0: surprisingly we
2: didn't do that much when we were doing the set review
0: we have been we have been tempered by AFR never forget
2: wow the number of times we said oh, fuck it's a sorcery why <laughs> <laughs> N-
0: nothing now can uh face me because I have gone through AFR set review so you know you're gonna have to do a lot worse wizard please don't
1: wow oh, so bad there's nothing else I can say about this no the fact that it, it tries to you know oh it's a 4 mana you can you know, okay so what is a sorcery uh day of judgement and damnation is also for for costed so called bot wipes and you get to draw a card from this but the thing is when you draw the card if it's just your end step your cleanup step and you have to discard your hand cause you have no more mana to cast the shit that you just drew
2: eh. Why didn't you just draw a uh, Belakory Tower after three cards?
0: Just wow. just be good uh ah.
1: wow. oh, so bad. Well wow, just just have omniscience in play, right? How about that?
0: Because the fact that it's sorcery, right? You boss all of it to their hand. Because then they go next, they can fucking immediately rebuild why wow, you are the first to discard. It's like a reverse psychonic reef. Holy shit. Just have line then? Discuss this on the end step. Safe
1: Ley nice. Line. Oh. Yeah, you need a lay line. you need the vertical orrery.
0: <sighs> oh you need a lot of things, uh. You might as well just give the whole the whole hospital, please. Oh. You do you want I might as well just give you mana creep and all the fast mana as well, right? Since what I did. Hey, hey, but Mitch, it works with dog side. You can boss back your dog side, But but because you boss back all the artificial enchantment, your dog side now gives you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Hey, I
1: don't no, know. No, your dog side will still give you three. If We'll give you three uh, treasure tokens if, you know, if your opponents were very, uh, you know, kind to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, thanks. Thanks for your kindness, stranger. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. <sighs> Nonsense. So, okay, the next one is for me is wedding announcement. As someone who has his wedding impending, coming soon, saying this card hurts me a little bit.
1: Wow, damn.
0: Really? So, Wedding Announcement is uh, 3 mana uh, enchantment, 2 generic, 1 white. At the beginning of your end step, put invitation counter on Wedding Announcement. If you attack with 2 or more creatures this turn, draw a card. Otherwise, create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. That if Wedding Announcement has 3 or more invitation counter on it, transform it. So the transformation side is all your creature get plus 1, plus 1. Uh, essentially, an anthem. Now... This card is a problem in two ways. If you want an Anthem, you don't want this because it's not immediately an Anthem. I don't know why you want Anthems. Anthem sucks, but yeah, yeah, it's not immediately an Anthem. If you want for the card draw, it's still terrible because it only draws you a card when you have a bot state. So because you need to attack with two or more creatures, not just one, two or more. And it's not like an enchantment where it's... How to say this? If you're already ahead, Playing Wedding Announcement is basically you you wasting 3 mana because you only can draw 1 card that turn. It's not even going to propel your winning position even more to to win even more. It's so bad. There is no good time to play this. Play this on an empty board, useless. Play this on a board that you are meaning it draws you just 1 card. And the flip, the most egregious thing is the flip is a must. So if you want to keep the one card draw button, you can't. After a while, you have to forcefully flip it to an anthem. Wow. So, some people are saying this is white card draw. Please, this is not white card draw. The only redeeming feature about this card is, on the flip side, wedding festivity, the vampire looks very pretty. That's all.
2: Uh, that's not the only upside. You see, if you read the otherwise part, right? Otherwise, create a 1-1 one, one white. you see the word after white?
0: Oh, is humans going to play this, Mitch? (laughs) Are you giving me a stroke again?
2: (laughs) Every time you see the word human, just stop and think about it first. Couldn't this be?
0: This don't even need to stop. I don't need to stop for this. I don't need. It's okay. What's your opinion on this, both of you? Wedding announcement.
2: I I hate the mask. If this didn't have the mask, then I would actually be okay to play it in like a a Winnie Deck or something. But just because it has the mass and you can't just infinitely create your 1 plus 1 plus 1 creatures or infinitely keep drawing every turn, I think it's terrible.
0: It should just be a front-facing, really. It should just... If you take away the back side and the card is just the front like that, I'll be very happy. I
2: actually don't mind the back-facing. It's just yeah, the, the force to transform makes it better. Yeah,
0: like The back-facing, right, if you can control when you transform, the card will be okay. It'll be good if you take away the back-facing, the card will still be good. Like, but you make it a must, it's just nonsense, in my opinion.
2: (laughs) I I love the comments of this card though. One person is just like, Solemnity, you're welcome. Like he solves the problems with this card.
0: Yes. Because this is the card I want to put Solemnity in my deck for. Wedding announcement.
2: It's just so bad.
0: Why? 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 Nonsense. Utter Nonsense. You're going to open this, you're going to hate life. I hate it.
2: I'm just going to exchange
1: it for... For what? the shot for another pack.
0: You can't even... It's not even a dollar. What? <laughs> you tell me, i changed this for a pack. Ah, damn hey, it.
2: Maybe you can exchange eight of them for a pack. Hey,
1: <laughs> that's quite true. Hey, at least, you know, eight of it is going to go into a pack. Wow. I could draw something better. A four Colossus.
0: Oh, then you straight away trade. Just... Take it take it away from me, I don't wanna see it. Fuck these five colossus. Exactly. Nonsense.
2: Yeah, on CFB it's uh US 145.
0: Wow, amazing.
2: And then the wow. moment it gets released and people start opening it, it's immediately got dropped to drop fifty cents.
0: Fifty cents you're giving it too much credit. I'm saying twenty.
1: Well, I say five cents. It's a mock <laughs> rare kind of
2: shit. Uh shops still sell at fifty cents, what?
0: I mean but you when the shop buy it from you it's not gonna be for fifty cents.
2: Okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: Okay, Miss, what is
2: your last card? My last card is actually the currently highest built command uh, for Crimson Vow.
0: Why is it this?
2: So it's actually Toxtril the Corrosive. Five black-black slug Coral. At the beginning of each end step, put a slime counter on each counter. What? On On each each creature you don't control. Sorry, the mythic spoiler has a typo. Uh, creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one for each slime counter on them. Whenever a creature you don't control with a slime counter in it dies, create a 1-1 black slug, the token. So, what i heard from... oh,
0: You're missing the last line, it has a relevant ability.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Blue-black sacrifice a slug draw a card. And it's a 7-7. So, the reason why I heard that this is a great card is because one of my friends, I don't know who, told me that you can play this with Obok and... Commerce Bell, wow,
1: that that person sounds like me. Wow, maybe. Oh. Hey, to be to be fair, I didn't say this card was a good card. I was I think it was a pretty bad card as well. I'm not say bad, it's just a scam.
2: <sighs> it, sure Commerce Bell whatever, but my issue with it is this: you are going to cast this at eleven mana with Commerce Bell, and then you're going to go to end step,
0: and so either gonna hit this or hit your Commerce Bell before you go to end step. And just wait your turn.
2: Seven mana, eh. You're going to go to seven mana, and then you're just going to be like, um, can I cast my toxrail? You know what? Sure. Can I go to end step? No. This dies first. Just, it's just so bad.
0: It's so rubbish. And it's not like this combo doesn't exist. You already have Elishnon. And the moment Elishnon hits the table, they wipe the land. This, you must swear to the end step. Look at additional part. I mean, it has the upside that, you know, uh, all the lads will become a 1-1 slug on your on your battlefield after it activates. And then you can sac those slugs to draw a card.
1: Fair enough, I suppose. But it shouldn't no. be 7 mana for that.
0: No. It shouldn't be the most built commander. It shouldn't be higher than Olivia Crimson Bright. the face legendary for this set. Olivia lost to a fucking slug horror. Oh. Wow. the vampire
1: wife
2: Olivia wasn't a time. whole enough one of them hey let, uh, let me see if this helps you know what Uh, one of the cards that's being played with this deck is for what? EDH right? slaughter specialist why hey, you, you cast this at 9 mana with slaughter specialist you enter. turn while slaughter specialist gets a plus 1 plus 1 counter for free
0: oh my god
2: oh damn son
0: oh my guys
2: so uh, and things like clack bitch troll Wow, they you thought they had one zero one goats, you have now have three uh slugs.
0: Why? Why? The two hundred sixty-three players who built this deck, I really if any of your friends any of your friend built this deck and is excited for that, give them our episode, ask them to put in the comments down below, write an article, an essay to explain why they chose. Toxrail the corrosive over every other commander in this set. Oh, what the hell? Seven mana.
1: Wait, if you want to be oppressive, right? Why not just play the uh why not just play the bitch from uh
0: from one? Oh the... yes, play yes. Ber- is, is is it not, not buggy Uh
1: I can't remember the name.
0: Uh, the lantern the lantern god, the one that I built. Uh, I know which They don't want the discard and sacrifice, right? Yeah,
1: discard and sacrifice, and then you just bring it back into your into your side with the board. That one.
0: I don't know, man. Wow, this card is so slow. So many points of interaction for a card that costs seven mana. A combo that costs eleven. Holy shit! And that's assuming you have ball in play.
1: okay, Oh. In oh instance. yeah, the card I was talking about is Tergrid God of Fright.
0: Oh please, don't compare this to. I mean,
1: no, I mean, if you want to be oppressive, just play Turgrid. But this isn't even being oppressive. It technically is with the yeah, what kind of thing. I mean, that's the only selling point for
2: it, right? I guess the the big thing for it is that people are assuming it's going to. wow, well, I'm going to every turn, I'm just going to put a minus one, minus one counter. That's on my opponent's turn, too. So it's every turn cycle, it's minus four for everybody. So good. Then you just look at the card and like, uh, so if I kill it, you have to pay 9 mana to recast it in blue-black? Sure. Uh,
0: why why do you just play Elishnon? She has always been there. Lady Gaga has never left us. Why are you looking at this card? Just play Elishnon. What's this? Uh,
2: my biggest issue is why don't you just give them minus one, minus one counters? Why do you have to have the...
0: Slime counter.
2: You need to go through. Okay, sure, you want to Call back to your bro back in
0: uh <laughs> the Midnight
2: Sludge Monster. Wow,
1: combo! Damn, dun, 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 dun.
0: look, combo. if you have Sludge Monster and you have Toxil, right? All you need is two turns, and you can always kill everything in two turns.
2: Why not, you know, just have Mexico home.
0: Why not just play better cards? Oh.
1: Why not just play, you know? What's the Kev?
0: Oh, useless. Uh, Forget it. Jonathan, what's your last card?
1: Okay, my last card is uh, Old Rudstein. He's one colorless, black and green. He's a legendary creature with a 1-4 body. When Old Rudstein enters the battlefield, or at the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card. If a land is milled this way, create a treasure token. If a creature card is milled this way, create a 1-1 green insect creature token if a non-creature, non-land card is mailed this way, create a blood token. Nonsense. Wow. The fact that it only triggers on its own abilities, ah, damn it. And it feels so bad. And,
0: it, and you need, it doesn't trigger of other ways of mailing. It has, it only works on uh, it mailing with its own ability.
1: Yes, that's the problem. Oh. You know, the first time I saw this, I was so excited for it. Until you told me that, it was like, No, it only triggers off itself.
0: Yes. god Uh damn it. For for my next trick, I'm going to put another bag of of trash.
1: (laughs) Wow. Damn, our our section of this podcast is very salt inducing I have no idea why.
0: Why? Because you're talking about bad cards?
1: Yeah, but technically it's my favourite portion of the podcast.
0: Because we get to bitch, that's why.
2: I think the biggest problem is that we always look at the cards and be like, so if you just change this one slightly, change this one slightly, suddenly it's a good card and it's playable. Why didn't they just do that?
0: Because they don't want to. They oh. don't want to print good cards.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine that all our uh, listeners right now, right, they only listen to us because of this section where we, we just bitch and moan. And yeah. what they suddenly prints new battle cards and they stop printing shitty cards and we are out of job now.
0: Hey, if you like people bitching and moaning about cards, you came to the right podcast. We do that very, very well.
1: <laughs> I think you should change the name of our channel, the Bitch and Moan Podcast
0: are <laughs> little 18 plus no thanks well ouch okay let's not hype stay on this topic for too long so I'll talk about my last card now my last card it's, uh, it's a zombie even in a zombie deck they can't you know they can always print perfect zombie so what I, my card is graph river so it's a one colorless one black creature zombie warrior and the competitive or good abilities for this hat, exploit when this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. When Grave River exploits a creature, destroy targets Planeswalker. At the ability upkeep, Grave River deals 1 damage to you. Now, it looks great. Is it amazing? No, destroy Planeswalker. Also not bad. Hero's Downfall is in this set. At uncommon. Why would you want to play this when you have Hero's Downfall? It can hit a creature. This can't hit a creature. It only hits Planeswalker, which is a very, very niche card type you don't see very often in EDH. Will it have standard, modern, relevancy? I don't know. I don't play those formats. I play EDH. And I know this is nonsense in EDH. Is it so bad that it takes on when Re- Graph River exploits a creature, destroy a target, creature, or planeswalker? Is it that broken if you let me kill creature with it?
2: I would say it is, actually. Because it sort of turns into like it's a different version of Flashback Marauder.
0: It's no, I don't, I don't even think it's that good. It's because it's sorcery. It's still Sorcery Speed Remover. And you have... I mean, obviously, the exploit, most, more often than not, it's a positive than a negative. But it's yes, still... A, in Zombies. Yeah, but it's still a, a Sorcery Speed Remover. It's just... Oh. It will just be a good card in the deck. It will be uh, something to sacrifice and then you can, at the same time, take something down. But as it stands, yeah, just I, hits Walker.
2: I honestly think that this is broken. It will be broken in standard if you had the TIE creature added to it.
0: Oh, I guess if you talk about standard, then yes. I mean, I cannot argue with you on that. But for me, obviously, again, I'm biased. My thinking is for EDH. He's it's, it's just going to be okay in EDH. It may not even see play. Like, if you're playing a zombie deck, sure, you, play, you will play Graft Reaver. But more, most decks won. Uh, and why must it deal 1 damage to you? Like Oh
2: a PT.
0: Uh, this card is giving me stroke. Uh, uh, I hate it. I hate this card.
2: Yeah, I heard one of our zombie players here is very interested in the card. Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I mean, technically, I feel that it's good to have more destroy target, planeswalker kind of cards. I agree. But, I mean, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't see this in, you know, CDH. It's not
0: that it, good. You're not going to see this in Norway. Like, Okay, I'll give you, if your meta is very planeswalker heavy, sure, go for it. Yes. This card will be great. Amazing in that. Okay. Let's say, Jonathan, you play this in your Zombies deck. What are you going to kill? Mitch Dom Rirat? Because none of my deck currently has a single Walker. So unless Mitch draw that one Dom Rirat in that one deck that he doesn't play anymore, you have no target.
1: I know, right? I mean, it's just there like for a consideration card, probably. It won't be there.
0: Again, it's a meta card. Co- it has to be a meta yeah, card. Co- you plot. cannot bring this into a blind meta because you bring this to a blind meta. It's just like... You cannot guarantee it's because Prince Walker. Because Placewalker is not a very relevant card type in EDH in my opinion. Like uh I don't know man. But you, you know
2: you, what? If this was a vampire, I think you will see play. I, uh, you
0: because yeah. a
2: vampire? No, because it's a two mana vampire. Did <laughs> you gain one vampire uh after you get it on the battlefield? Oh, wow.
0: uh, yes, I see. You can say that about all all the two mana cards or any low mob power card. If this is a vampire, I think you will see play. <laughs> Thanks, A, hey, thanks. Clearly, you are very good <laughs> at designing cards.
2: Damn. Apparently, Eminence and Edgar Markov is a good card.
0: Oh, apparently, having your commander to and never having to play but still has ability is a good mechanic. Who would have thought? Damn. 10, great game design.
2: Yeah, I've seen people cast Edgar Markov to win the game and kill everyone.
0: <laughs> uh, uh,
2: okay. Let's move let's, on to something
0: more positive. Yes. Let's end it on a positive note. So, we'll start with our personal recommendation for this set. So, Mitch, what is your first personal recommendation?
2: I, I, I do kind of have a, a special mention that I want to do for.
0: Oh, yes, please go ahead. I forgot.
2: Being potent sucks spells. <laughs> and it's what? not for anything that's on the card, or sorry, uh, any effect that's on the card, or the cost. It's just because of that one little green symbol in Cleave.
0: Yeah, why is it not white? Why is it not why is it not Azorius? Why is it Simic? Why?
2: Yeah, because Simic, you know,
1: needs more buffs.
0: No, the thing is, you're not. You know, blue white flyer is an actual deck. It's an actual thing. Green blue.
1: fly? Yeah, technically, green blue doesn't do a lot of flying.
0: You know, I was, I was like so excited for the cut because uh I like to I used to have an Elila uh Artful Provocative. and I quite liked the card. I was like, oh maybe I can make back uh. The card, that commander and play this. Then Mitch was like, oh you can't because the cliff cost is seemed now. I was like, Well fuck. I guess I can't have nice things in life. Shit. Damn nonsense cut Mitch, Mitch nice
1: was enough. specifically saying, No, you can't.
2: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I hate the stupid green symbol. Stupid design.
0: <laughs> Producer son. We need long we need more back and call with extra steps. <laughs> Rubbish, guys. is so rubbish. Okay, okay. Let's be positive. Let's end in a positive note, boys. Okay, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Mitch. Go first. What is your recommended card?
2: Uh, I am going to go with one of my recommended cards, which I really, really like. But apparently, my other producer hates this card. Is by invitation only. So it's a three generic white white. Choose a sorcery. Choose a number between zero and thirteen. Each player sacrifices that many creatures. I think it's actually a good bot wide. It's niche mm. but if you have a bunch of uh if you're a token gen- if you're go wide or token generating deck, you can get rid of thirteen of your shitty tokens and get rid of the thirteen uh iffy tokens. Uh ify really good or mid of the way kinda of cards, you're benefiting from the fact that you're going Because do you really have more than thirteen creatures on the battlefield?
0: What if their side also playing tokens? How? 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 And
2: wouldn't wow. a traditional bot wipe just hurt you both more than the other two players?
0: That's why you play uh Ingaruk swig. Uh
2: but I like it better than I like that it can hit indestructible stuff.
0: Mm, yes, agreed. Mm.
1: I think that's a trade-off, probably.
2: Yeah. So if you see a nice fat ulamok on the table, uh, and it's already hit you, you can have revenge by just saying, I choose number one.
1: I think the fact that it hits uh, indestructible creatures without having to go through the minus X, minus X, X route is pretty good.
2: Yeah, I actually really like the card. It's probably going mm. to see some play for me. And oh, it's also a no. good
1: Fair bot wipes that ask you to sacrifice, right?
2: Rather than destroy.
0: I, I yeah. hope you're saying it sees mm. some play for you in standard.
2: He's gonna see some play for me in, um, Atrios.
0: Uh, okay. I I will be I will be I will, I, will be, I am the one that uh that has resistance to this card because as I was explaining to Mitch, I uh, was the way I was saying because how this set is it just came out after, what is the card called? What's the set called? Midnight Hunt. And in Midnight Hunt, we have we were given Vanquish the Hot. Now Vanquish the Hot is basically a two mana port white most of the time. So to be fair, for me, I'm putting it into immediate comparison. Why would you play Vanquish the Hot over uh, by invitation only? Uh, by invitation only over Vanquish the Hot. Which, which point is very relevant? If you're playing a token stack, you will want this over Vanquish the Hot because Vanquish the Hot will get rid of all your tokens. While this, you can only get you get rid of thirteen of your tokens and give everyone else about white. Essentially, being only one-sided. So as it stands, I don't have anything against the card. I don't think it's a bad card. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't put in your deck. I just... For me, you know... Niche.
2: Niche. niche.
0: It, it, yeah, it false niche. niche. But if your deck is those niche deck, you would have, you can start it in and it will serve you very well.
2: I actually think it's okay-ish, even if you don't. If you're not in the niche token decks, just because it gives you options. Like if you have... You just happen to have four, four creatures, or and your opponent has three creatures that they you want to get rid of. You can just name three then everyone just sacrifices three. You still keep your best creature, kind of thing.
0: Fair enough. That is also very, very true. That will come into play. Mm, agreed. Alright, Jordan, what is your next card? Your first Nox next card. Your first card that you want to recommend.
1: Well, the first positive thing I've, I've said in this podcast, other than zombies. Uh, it's Lantern Flare. It's a white colour card. It's one colourless and one white. It's an instant. It has cleave for X red, white. So it has this text: uh, lantern flare that deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker, and you gain X life. And the cleave part is X is the number of creatures you control. I think it's a pretty good card.
0: Hey, I I, I, yeah. I agree. I play uh, what's it called the MDFC that has something along this line, Kabiri really Takedown. It, it,
1: it's both parts seems to be seems to be relevant throughout the whole game.
0: I
2: personally disagree on the how good this card is just because of the rate inside it.
0: Mm, yes. The fact that you are forced mm. to play Boros is a, is a big problem for me as well.
2: But
1: I guess Boros, Boros needs this tool, the tools like this. More tools like this, I suppose.
0: Mm, okay. My resistance on this is that if you are going to use this as a bot wipe, okay, if your deck is gaining bolt life bolt in bolt your wipe. deck...
1: It's a, it's a deal that... It's a removal. Oh, it's, okay, it's, it's a, a removal. Okay, it's a removal.
0: Okay, sorry. I thought it was... Okay, that makes it worse. I thought it was a bot wipe. So if you want to play creature Remover, right? Uh in general, if you're playing Eve Boros, you have better options. I I honestly you have Path to Exile, Source to Power Share, uh and you are in the c you obviously you have better you have bot wipes in terms of blasphemous and heart. Now obviously this is a. uh I have played Kabiri Takedown and Calberry Takedown has won me not won me games, but it has killed very, a lot of annoying creatures. The problem I have with Kabiri Takedown is, and this is, Kabiri Takedown is an MDFC. So whether the Kabiri Takedown, if it does nothing for me, I'll just play it as a land and I just move on in my life. This, if your bot is not there and your opponent plays a very big creature that you, you don't have enough creatures to kill, or you don't have enough mana to cleave, you're not going to kill that creature. That's, that's yes. the problem I have. However, I do agree, if your life if the life game matters in your deck, okay, then this is a, an okay card
1: yes it's sort of a sustain
0: yes but you know I don't know I mean, be- maybe it's because the people we play with but we spend more life than we don't really care about our life total we t- tend to spend yeah, it just
1: to cast spell that's quite true but I think it's, it's pretty good for I mean if you talk about blind matter I think it's a good include for deck. That...
0: Is it sorcery or instant ah
1: instant. instant oh
0: thank fucking god at least it's instant yes, if it's a sorcery <laughs> it'll,
1: it'll be my scam rare it'll be my scam rare please <laughs> Okay, you're damn boring people, you know. It's yeah. like, wow, well, sorcery remover, minus yeah. one, minus one point off the card, whether is the card is good or not.
0: Hey, wait, wait, look, look. Mitch has a, uh, board white. You have a single target remover. I got you. What I have is a counter spell. Wow. <laughs> so my personal recommendation is Overcharge Amalgam. So Overcharge Amalgam is a four mana card, two generic, uh, double blue creature, zombie horror, flash, fly, exploit. When this creature enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice the creature. When Overcharged Emerga exploits a creature, Counter Target Spell, Activated Ability, and Triggered Ability. This thing is Counter Spell plus Stifle. Now, basically, it can hit anything. You can overcharge Emerga anything. Okay? If it triggers Activated, it can hit. If it's a Counter Spell itself, you can hit. One... The most one well, of the most relevant thing is a zombie. The second most relevant thing is a zombie, and zombies like to sack other zombies, so which this does. And you can even blink this. Like for me, I will I will get this, and I will play in my blue white uh flyers, like because one it has flying. Second, I can blink this, and I can sack another token that I do not care about to counter. It turns my uh my blink spells into counter spells. The fact that it. Yes, the downside to this is of ability is oh, it's 4 mana. But it hits everything. It's always relevant. Like, it's so good. It can stop people from winning. It can hit Tassel's Oracle. Wow. So good.
2: I, I actually... The, the thing I hate about this card is that it's a... Uh, exploiting Zombie is the footnote to this card. It's <laughs> the least relevant part of this card.
0: <laughs> it's it, so strong.
2: You know, you know what? Flying is the, the least relevant part. <laughs> Flying is the least relevant part of this card. Follow quickly by exploit zombie. Wow,
1: please.
0: Is this going to your lot Treasure hunt, Jonathan?
2: Is this going no. to your zombie decks?
0: <laughs> that is not Lord Treasure hunt.
1: Uh, no. What? what?
0: Why? Wait. Why not running this? It's a what? zombie that sex other zombies that counters anything. It's like your wet dream come true. Wait,
2: you want to put in Graff River into your zombie deck, and you don't want to you put know, in this? i not. I don't want to put
1: Graph What was it called? Graff River Re- in my zombie deck. I'm saying it's it could be good for so a who, meta call. That's
0: okay, all. so why do you not want to play Overcharge Emblem, the card that counters everything under the sky?
1: You know why? Because my lot of Treasure Haunt doesn't. It's just a beat your face card deck.
0: I succumb to spell. It's a, oh, it's a counter spell that can be tutored with creature tutor. Oh my god.
1: Do you forget one single thing? My Lord oh. of Treasure Horn does not run tutors.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Oh, I, I will put this in like a green blue, it's like a simic shell. I can call it calling this and counter your spell. Oh, just thinking about it. Recently.
1: Okay, so good. Do, do prefer, okay, do answer your question, I will not put it in my Lord of Treasure Horn zombie but deck. You,
0: but will you put it in your other zombie deck?
1: Yes, <laughs> because no, because my lot of treasure horn deck does not run. Uh, runs does not run a lot. Does not even run a single copy of a tutor spell. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, it is a meta card to be underpowered. Just like my uh, Yes, but even if
2: you draw it naturally, it's fine. You can just draw it naturally. It's fine.
0: You can oh. set your lot of treasure horn. Then you can cast it to make me draw two ball cards. Jonathan, have you thought about wow. that? You can be a good friend. Oh,
1: I have thought about that. Have you Have you actually read the card on lot of treasure horn? Oh no, my god.
0: You drop, you give me two more cards, I don't care what it does to you, I just want the two cards that you were.
1: give me. But like more, more perms, so that's it's, I, it's actually. oh my god, it's so bad. It's so <laughs> bad not all treasure Horn.
0: It does not sound like my problem to me.
1: You know, that, that's why I'm not playing it.
2: You know, I want a full copy of this card, if it's not too expensive, just because uh, you can going to scare up God.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Uh, currently, oh, I, I believe it's it, like two, about three bucks on Card Kingdom. Oh, so
2: good. Wow, cast Overcharge Amalgam. Sack it. Then you just have a Counter Spell the the Graveyard. Oh. Wow, 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 wow.
0: I guess... Oh, yeah. You can sack itself. Oh. Oh, that is wow, so sick.
1: damn.
0: That is so sick. that you can just... Anything they do, just, re-an- just reanimate the token and sack itself again. Oh, that's so sick. Wow, wow, wow.
1: Rooftop Storms. Rooftop Storm Red
2: Dreams. Hey, if you look in the cut art, it looks like there's a rooftop there. Exactly, and then, wow. And there's also a Storm. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> All right, Mitch, what is your next card?
2: Okay, so my next card is actually uh, one of the Cemetery series, uh, Cemetery Illuminator.
0: Ah, yes, so the it's... one
2: that you're quite high on. Mm-hmm. One blue-blue creature spirit uh, flying whenever Cemetery Illuminator enters a battlefield or attacks, exile a card from a graveyard. You may look at the top card of your library at any time, once each turn, you may cast a spell from the top of your library, which has a card type with a card exiled with Seminary illuminator. So uh, the only thing missing from this card to really make it utterly disgusting is Flash. <laughs> but I think almost every, everything on this card inside the text is quite relevant. Creature type spirit, flying, ETB or attack, exile a card, and being able to just generate a little bit of extra value. Like, you, you exile a creature, and then you um, you can start casting a single creature every turn from the top of your deck. It's pretty good in creature-based decks. I think if you're playing a spirit-based deck, this is going to be auto-include.
0: Mm. Agreed.
2: Cut advantage and everything. I I wouldn't be surprised if this all played in modern, in the spirits deck, because it buffs itself. I mean, it, it gets buffed by the other spirits. Uh, It's cut advantage. Just real good.
0: You're probably going to see play in my blue-white uh, blinky deck as well. Because I can blink and eat another thing. Mm. Not bad.
1: I think it's one of the more of the stronger uh cemetery cycle. I,
0: I, I think Mish thing is the best. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> it's the best. Sorry. I mean, it's the best.
0: <laughs> again, I, I had uh, Mish receive some resistance for this card from me. But again, it's not anything negative. For me, it's like like I say, if you are uh, if you all you care is about playing like the bottom half of the set of the card, which is just to play the, uh, what is it called? The the top card. I rather really, you play future side, but if what you want, if everything of that card is relevant to you, the enter the battlefield exiling something as graveyard remove, uh, as graveyard hit, uh, exiling uh, and attacking as graveyard hit, and the bottom part is an additional bonus. I think this card is great. It it can do you no wrong. It's about three mana, right? Yep, 3 mana. Yeah, and the mana cost is cheap enough to, to make it relevant. Mm, I like the card. Okay, Jordan, what's your next recommendation?
2: My next
1: recommendation is a blue-coloured card as well. It's, <laughs> uh, it's called Wash Away for one single blue. As an instant, it has cleave for one generic and two blue. It has counter-target spell, and this is a cleave part that wasn't cast from its owner's hand.
0: So, can we pause a moment first? The first card we talked about was uh Jonathan's card is a remover, followed by Mish's card, uh which was what was Sek Mish first card?
2: My first card was the bot wipe.
0: Yeah, the bot wipe, and then uh Mish was started you bot wipe, then Jonathan who is remover, I counter spell, Mish now talk about card draw, and then now we are talking about another counter spell.
1: <laughs> In all honesty, right? Uh, I feel it's pretty good because for one just one blue mana you can counter someone's you know commander.
0: Yes, it's a one mana counter. It's one mana yes. counter any commander.
1: Yes, worst case scenario, it's a counter spell for three mana. It's the, what was it called? Cancel. Yeah. It's a cancel. Yeah.
0: It's going to see CDH play. I'll be surprised if this doesn't see CDH play.
2: You know what? I hate the card. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because when I'm playing CDH, I'm about to combo off. I see the one blue mana. I need to think for a while.
1: yes his
0: gozo now must respect one blue (laughs) I think it's gonna be
1: very annoying
0: yes it is that one blue is gonna be now one blue is very annoying to play against
1: and and you thought you uh, you know no blue was bad wow now one blue is there also to torture you oh "Oh, this guy casts his uh, force of will oh I'm safe then you see the one blue mana there then you ah
0: damn it I don't even want to talk about the guy. I fucking hate (laughs) him.
1: I think it's pretty good. Well, we, are, we are such a boring podcast, my god.
0: Hey, okay. you know what? I tell you what, I can make it even more boring. My next card I have is a tutor. Wow. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so the card that I want to recommend is Dig Up. So Dig Up is one green. Sorcery, cleave, one black, black green. Search your library for the cleave, basic land card. And then the other cleave is Reveal It. Put into your hand, then shuffle. So I believe we haven't got into the cliff, uh, haven't got in depth to the cliff mechanic. Essentially, if you are paying this spell with the cliff mechanic, the bracket that is in the text box will be removed. So if you are paying one generic double black, one green, it's basically search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle. If you pay the only one green, you only can look your search your library for a basic land, cut, reveal it, and put it into your hand, and then shuffle. So the reason why I recommend this card one is a tutor. I mean, tutor is always good. We're playing 100 cards single turn. Second is that it has a very high floor and low, low ceiling. Hey, sorry, uh, low floor, high ceiling. So, at worst, it's 1 mana. It's going to fix your draw. It's going to fix your land. If you are land stuck and you're early game, you just cast this for 1, draw your land, and then continue your place. At best, it's going to tutor. Like, yes, agree, it's a Diabolic tutor. It's not that great. But the problem with a Diabolic tutor is it fails the 70-30. Is 4 mana. So at the early game, Diabolic Tutor is not going to do anything. The good thing about Vampiric Tutor and Demonic Tutor is push come to shove, they can always get you a land. This essentially allows that as well. For one green, it can find you a land. And worse is, di- and then you can just use it as a Diabolic Tutor later. Tutors nowadays are not cheap. So uh that, about Diabolic Tutor with further upside, I think is very good. Obviously, it's only in Golgari so you cannot play yes. just your mono black. So that's, I guess, is a downside. But I think the card is great. eh? Like, I mean, I would say first, I'm i I'm probably, it's not for, I'm not going to play it. Uh, most people who already have their demonic tutor, vampiric tutor suite, they're not going to play Dig Up because they already have the relevant tutors. I mean,
1: for, but for the casual people, yeah, I
0: mean, it's a very yeah, good pickup. If you're a new player and you're in the colors or you want to go into these colors, I think you should pick this up. It will do you very, very good. Like I say, early game find you land, late game find you any card. You have anything to say about this Mitch?
2: Not particularly, it's quite the only thing is the it's limited by the green, I guess.
0: mm very true. So but, you have to be in Golgari, lah? That's all that's the only downside.
2: Yeah, that's the only your downside. I think it's good enough to just slot into a Golgari deck without mm. thinking too much about it. Hm, mm, yes. I mean what about it's, you, mm? it's its flaw is a one mana land. How yes. how big?
1: I think it's good. I just think of it as a one-mana dog. A one-time one-mana dog. That's all.
0: Does the elf player run Demonic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor? Yes. He runs both? I think so. Very questionable, his deck. But anyway, let's continue. Let's wrap this up. Mitch, what is your last card that you want to recommend to our listeners?
2: So it's actually Mirror mimic. Uh, Well, I'm uh, also very boring. Also a clone. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, So it's uh dual-face card, uh, 3 mana and a blue, creature-type spirit. You may have Mirror Hall Mimic enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield except it's a spirit in addition to its other types. Uh, Its other facing is a disturb. So, enchant creature at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, Create a token that's a copy of enchanted creature except with a spirit in addition to its other types.
0: Follow footstep.
2: I mean, it's a clone followed by, if you get rid of the clone, it becomes a... it's a build your own progenitor mimic. Damn.
0: it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Is there really a, a need? Is, is it really a need? Like the old one of the oldest combo in EDH history is Archaeomancer, extra turn, follow footstep. So you put follow footstep on Archaeomancer, every turn, every upkeep you get a, uh you get an archaeomancer, you get back uh what is it called? The your time magic, cast your time magic, resulting in infinite turns. Yes. The problem with that combo is follow footstep half the time is useless. Because you want to save your follow-up footstep for your mentor. this does not have that problem. It will not be useless because it will always be a clone. And when it's your time to combo off, you will just combo off because it's already in your graveyard waiting for you.
2: It's good. It kind of doesn't have the bad part of clone effects that have been printed recently where it's only your stuff. Is any creature on the battlefield? Yes. The only real downside it has over the other four mana clones that you might want is that it one it doesn't have phyrexian mana symbol in the uh, cost. two it doesn't copy anything that clever impersonator will do but having both sides relevant uh it's just being a better clone and i think that's i think yeah. if you're running clone you're just going to replace the clone
0: yeah with this it is ceilings Basically, the front is a clone, the back is a combo piece.
2: Yep. Yes. It, I mean, even mana. if you don't want it, it to be a combo piece. piece
1: yeah, you yeah. do not have to do that.
0: Exactly. Like, if you don't, like what I'm saying, you don't have to run it as a combo piece and it will still be good. It's a, a build-your-own-projector mimic. But it can be a combo piece. No downside. It literally has no downside.
2: I guess 4 mana is a downside.
0: Oh no, Life you can't play Phyrexian downside. mana. Feels bad, man. Life sucks. Oh no. Wow,
1: well, if the disturb was 3... X and oh my god.
0: Hey, relax there. I think oh, the red every, every time we do set review, someone always forget to take their medicine today. Apparently, it's you. <laughs> Not much to say. The card is great. It's amazing. Sadly, when at this part of the podcast, we don't have much to say because we all know what a good card looks like. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do
2: have a slight question, though. Mm. Uh, for EC, DH, I know some decks play Tails' um, End.
0: Tails' End? What is Tails' End?
2: Uh, it's the generic and blue counter target activity ability trigger ability or legendary spell. Okay, do you think it will just be completely replaced by wash away mm. in CEDH, or do you think you run in addition?
0: I think see, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm we don't play that much, but I feel CEDH. You're just gonna run. Uh, if the deck runs tails end, then I guess you will. Ch- you can, and you have no other slot. You will replace tails end for 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 that. But if you have the slot, I think you'll just run both it. And it's not that many that that run tails end though. I think it's like mostly the heavy blue, like Dom... uh Dom-Bri. Like uh what's the thing? What's his name, ah? Huh? brawl Beral, Beral, and maybe Elza. I don't yeah, see the multicolor deck actually running Tails End.
2: Yeah, but you can counter Tassa's Oracle. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah.
0: But Wash Away cannot. <laughs> Technically cannot. Uh. You just cleave it, yeah. Uh. Okay, Jonathan, I know you've been waiting for this card yes. very long. Go the for it. on podcast. God damn it.
1: Yeah, boy. Let's do it. Okay. The, the card I want to recommend is Necro Duality. It's a three colorless, one blue. It's an enchantment. Whenever a non-token zombie enters the battlefield under your control, create a token that's a copy of that creature.
0: Why? Why, Mark Rosewater? Why? Wow. You, you, the zombies you, you
1: get is... another enchantment that is... So sick! Oh my god! Wow!
0: You tease me with parallel life, and you give me a Jonathan's web dream. Why?
1: Oh wow. yeah, boy! You know what's the only thing missing from this card to make it super good. What? Zombie enchantment. Oh! So you can so you can uh rooftop storm it on the battlefield. Wow!
0: Oh Jonathan, relax. We're not in low wind. Clearly, the amount of zombie cards in the set have. Cause you to forget to take your medicine.
1: Oh, then you are so one step close. To, one step so close to being a... Uh, to, to greatness.
0: One... Just one tiny step. I don't know what to say about it. I don't have much bad things to say. If you're running a zombie that you're running this. You have anything to say about it, bitch?
2: Yeah, I have something to say about this. What do you mean one step close? You One step away from greatness? How is this not already great?
0: <laughs> he wants the cake and he wants to eat it. And then he wants to get another cake. That's what he wants. Oh. <sighs> oh Jonathan you play Mm -hmm. this in your Lord Treasure hunt. you can make me draw 4 cards please no I think the one
2: step away from greatness that this will have be is if they in this set they also printed a uh, a black green and blue good zombie commander that's the one step away from greatness
1: yeah okay fair enough there's nothing else to say about this card it's just card good
0: this could be parallel life but though no, they give me necro duality. I hate it. I just hate it because it's not parallel lives. The card is seventy dollars. Why? Like
1: seventy dollars.
0: Yeah. Parallel well, is about seventy bucks now.
1: Oh okay, okay. I thought necro duality was seventy. Uh, necro now. is what?
0: necro is about fifteen, I believe. The pre order price. It should tank about until about ten that you can buy. It, really.
2: Let's see. Mm. I don't think it will tank though. Jumping dude, players are crazy. I
0: don't. I depends on how much it is open, but I don't think it will hold the price tag of fifteen. Maybe it will drop to 12. I really don't see it, like, at least for the first few weeks holding the 15 price tag. But like I always say, we're not on a finance podcast, I could easily be very wrong.
2: I don't know. I feel like... Like I said, like, zombie players are like crazy.
0: Yes, I know this zombie player that's probably gonna buy for 15 if he sees it. I could be what wrong, do I don't mean? know who.
2: What do you mean? He's just gonna try and open it first.
0: No, he's probably just waiting for Foy. That's what he's doing. Okay. We're gonna end with a whimper. So... I have a very I have a couple of an answers. So the last card I would recommend is a reprint Splendid Recommendation. So Splendid oh. Recommendation, <laughs> but I have to say, for me like I complain this set, I don't think is very powerful. I'm quite upset about it. But you know it is what it is. But Splendid Recommendation starting is uh it used to be a five dollar card. Now it would it's dropped back to one dollar. So Spandard Reclamation is a sorcery for three generic, one green. Return all land cards from your Griffith to the battlefield tap. That's it. If you are playing a landfall deck, you are gonna run this. If you are playing a self-mill, this will be so this is RAM. And if you and this card has a lot of combo potentials. I have used this in tandem with uh, Titania. I have done this with all my landfall. I sack all my landfall, all my lands with run Orb, bring it back with Spandard Reclamation, trigger all my landfall. So this card is a very big combo piece. It's really not much to say. It, the card will do you good. If you're playing land 4, you will want this. If you're playing a land-based strategy, you will want this. It's a good reprint. $5 for this type of ability that is very niche. I don't think it's worth it. And I'm glad it's got reprinted. I don't have much else to say. You guys have anything else to say to spend it reclamation that is being reprinted?
2: Uh I just realized that I could have done a super cop out for lot. Uh, three of my personal recommendations well,
0: he could have be been,
2: Spender Reclamation, Talia, Uh, Mouch, Heroes Downfall, Upgrade, and I think that was the last one, Single Pit. Pepe so,
0: hands for say, hands for Heroes Downfall. Poor one out, downgraded. Used to be ten dollar <laughs> when it was re- when it was first released. It used to be ten dollar.
2: I Actually, think that is it makes sense. at uh, this yes. point. Correct. Heroes it's, Downfall. It has-
0: it has been power by a lot already.
2: Even though the the set kind of sucks at this point, I think it's... I don't think it's rare, will be.
0: No, it's not. Uh, If it's rare, I'll be quite upset. But eh, I'm happy that it's at least there. Okay, let's end it off with the uh, first one. Is there any commander that you are intending or potentially going to make from this set, Mitch?
2: Uh, well, uh, I think this one is kind of stolen from you, but sure. Uh, I actually do want to kind of make Olivia cost. Yeah. Olivia seems fun.
0: Yes, she does. But she, I don't think, but I think 263 people disagree with that. They think Toxreal is more fun. Toxreal has more than double of Olivia, by the way. Wow. Olivia is at 83. Toxreal has 263. I think it's like four times more.
2: The moment they take out Toxreal, I'm just going to take out Scarab God. I'm going to take out 3 and just be like, sure.
0: I must punish you for playing a shitty deck. Damn son. don't know about you? Any that you want to make? Mm, let me think. Uh... Well, you think I'm just going to go for mine. Like what me said, I intend to build Olivia. I have the. I more or less have made the skeleton of the deck already. Uh, I just need to dig out the cuts. But currently, now it's not a good time to make decks because I'm in the midst of moving furniture in my house. But. I do have I do intend to play Olivia. I it's gonna be an extra combat kind of deck. We were discussing this during the internet set review that it's a way to do like a bunch of damage in one turn with Olivia, I believe, uh, Buried alive and you bury alive morog. Uh what is it called? Morok, Uh razor and what is the thing? Dragon Dragon Wizard? So Dragon Wizard will just uh will wield your hand, razor will give you at least three extra combat and Morok will give you at least one. So, which allows you to reanimate and do a crazy amount of damage in one turn. So, it's very, very explosive and I like it quite a lot. But obviously, the downside is she costs six mana. So, that's that. Anything for you, Jordan?
1: Yes. I think the main the main contender for a uh, commander from this set is uh, a Audrey Audric
0: Oh, damn it. I thought you were going to say Audrey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, Audrey has 43 decks. Eh? And then maybe the. The Cthulhu, Cthulhu Commander, maybe, just maybe.
0: The Cthulhu Commander, you better buy your, the quest of Ula Temple soon, it's going up again. Uh, well, yeah. before we go, any cards that will go into your current decks?
1: Of course.
0: Other than Wash Away?
1: Uh, Change of Fortune.
0: Change of Fortune, we should. oh, or oh, the, yes. the wheel?
2: Yes, the wheel. One person wheel.
0: <laughs> hey Mitch, Love look, it. it's fair, you should be happy. Anything for you Mitch?
2: Uh, very likely... Path of Peril. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You want that?
0: <laughs> sorry. I was looking at Commander's son, uh, our producer's son, his message. He called Aruf Tormented Prophet the chase waifu of the set. Is her art that nice?
1: Wow, dude. Have you not seen Henrika?
0: <laughs> Description feat.
1: Wow. Speeds. I mean, okay, other than Necro Duty and all the good zombie cards, yeah. Change of fortune.
0: It's oh, the but card. sorry, Mitch, What was your card? You didn't catch that. Path of Peril. Path of Peril. Which one is that?
2: Uh, generic black, black, destroy all creatures. Cleave text with mana value two or less.
0: Oh, oh so for the card that I intend to put in my current deck, uh, that is not washed away is Voderan Bloodcaster. So I the it's going to go inside my I uh I deck because it's a two mana that uh generates more bodies that I can sack away, and the blood token. I don't know how relevant it will be, but I will see how it goes. I will be the first to report on how good blood tokens are. Nice. And I, re- I refuse to comment on your path of peril. I refuse to any to comment on any card that will go inside your atrials. Fuck that tag. Yeah. Okay, but, but with that... Mm, sorry, yes, Mitch?
2: Well, uh, I think there's uh, definitely a few cards in this particular set that are just going to get a slot in. Ah, oh, overcharge Amalgam. Mm.
0: Yes, definitely in... Uh... There was Scarab one God. more, isn't it? There was one more card that we were talking about that will definitely go inside your... Uh, Scarab block. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yes. Concealing curtains. <laughs> well,
2: only one reason for it to go in. If it gets altered. But I can't say the reason why on this. Uh... <laughs> I, think...
0: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I think wash away. Uh, wash away. All, all three of us are going to play wash away, I gar- I think.
2: I might not, you know. You might not? Yeah, I might not actually play Wash Away I just don't like casting uh counter magic.
0: Fair enough. enough. Two well, people here will play cast away. Of course.
1: Because uh, we're bloody boring, that's why.
0: Cause you're bloody cunts, that's why.
1: <laughs> hey, you wanna cast a commander, you'll be waiting for your hotel to cast, eh? No. Anyway, I gotta wash away that dinosaur that you paid, you know, that expensive dinosaur.
0: Nice nine mana dinosaur you got there, friend. It'll be a shame if he goes back into your command zone.
1: In this timeline, the dinosaurs did not die out from a meteorite. It died off of a flood. Wash away. Thank
2: you. <laughs> a little bit of I, I don't hypocrisy in me saying I don't want to play wash away because it's a counter spell and I'm but... still putting overcharge amalgam into the deck.
0: <laughs> and Again, cunt.
2: <laughs> Look, wanted... hmm? it has synergy with my deck.
0: Oh, wow. I, 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 want, I wanted to mention uh cards that were go to my deck is Talia. It has synergy that it pisses you off. <laughs> But with that said, today we had a very long episode, boys. So let's not drag it any further. You know, I think our producers is going to go crazy editing. So with that said, I hope you guys enjoy listening. So these are the cards that we... you guys, Please, you know, listen to our recommendation. We're not going to lie to you guys. So with that said, I wish you guys have a good day. Good night. And see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.